All right, and welcome to Dead Last Podcast. I'm not going to sing a song because every time I sing a song, Luke tells me that I'm bad at singing, but he still eggs me on to do it every time. Like you're the musician, you should sing the songs every time. And but why? I don't understand. I don't understand what you have to gain from I'm this. Giving, I'm giving you fire. This is how we inspire musicians. You you tell them that they are shit and that they're out of key. Oh, it's like a whiplash approach. Exactly. Okay. You seen the movie Whiplash? Yeah, I like That's it. exactly what music is like on every level. All the time? It's okay. It's not any different oh, in any how, situation. How many times have you bled from shredding too hard? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, All it's the not time? a good gig if I, if I don't get hit by a bus and covered in blood then you're a pussy that is pretty true i guess you know so if so do you think i'm at the point can i sing for a special now yeah absolutely uh, for just like a couple gigs i i would love you to introduce us or you, uh, come on the tour with us similar to how bill hicks went on tour with tool do you know that for a while he went on board he went on tour with tool okay. yeah he opened up shows with comedy they didn't have like a live opening act people didn't like it at yeah all. well he is kind of a tool so imagine i imagine that's why yeah, that's what that must be why. Yeah, I'm not a big Bill Hicks guy. No, you're not. Not really. No, really? he's more of a a, pon, a pontificator than right. a comedian. Sure. To me, you know, I didn't find him that funny. Okay, you don't find him, but you don't you don't even think it's entertaining. You just don't like. I mean, him, it's, it's, it's fine. It's, it's fine. Right. You know. You don't think the same could be said for kind of like George Carlin? Yeah, George Carlin. He's a pontificator. George Carlin's funnier. He has a message, but you know. Okay. Yeah. You know. You know what I mean. I like Bill Hicks. I spilled cider all over myself, and all I can smell is just booze now. It's nice. I'm wearing a Nightmare on Elm Street sweater, kind of. Yeah, that's nice. Do you think that's cool? Um, it's a little out of theme, but uh, that's why I came wrapped in toilet paper. I got it at Primark. I don't know what that is. It's a new clothing place for poor people, ah. and uh, they had some really cool punk jeans that I almost bought that they didn't really understand what punk is, so it said mm. uh, death to anarchy on them. Like they were like trying to be punk, but they didn't. That's kind of punk. It's like it's like so. No, it's very oh, fascist. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Well, good thing we have cool new monsters are good shirts. Yeah, we got. Yeah, let's just introduce. Let's get into it. Uh, yeah. We have Sam first back Ooh. on the cast. Hello, Sam. Hello. Uh, you may remember him from the Christmas episode where we did Black Christmas and Silent Night, Deadly Night. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our best ones. God knows I can't forget it. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good and, one. And uh, we got him back. It's very very happy to have you here. We're gonna talk about mummies and the universal stuff. Yeah, this is really my time to shine. It's yeah. your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, just before we start, I want you to know that we understand how important universal monsters are to you. So, just we're here for you if you need us, like emotionally, at any time during this. Mm. You know, musically. Sure, musically, I'll sing Apparently you a song. Not if, if, if it's got you down, feeling yeah. blue, I'll sing you a song. Luke, he's he's cashed out, you know. But yeah, um, tell us about uh, your love for the Universal Boys, little monster boys and girls. All right. Well, I mean, goes back till you know to when I was a kid. Um, I'm not sure where I was first introduced to those characters, but they were always something that I I really, really loved the aesthetic of. So there's lots and lots of uh, drawings stashed away somewhere from when I was a kid of of Frankenstein's monster. and, and, um, And he was always really my favorite. I had a horrendous, like, all over print Frankenstein shirt when I was little. Hell yeah. Um... And my brother had a Wolfman one. He he always liked the Wolfman, 
And uh, when we were really, really little, we had um, the Ben Cooper costumes. And my brother got to be the Wolfman one year. And for whatever reason, I was stuck being Big Bird. And I was always really mad oh, about man. that. <laughs> that was rough. Yeah. That's not a fair compromise. No, not at all. And also, being a tiny Big Bird is kind of weird. <laughs> you know? I don't know. Yeah. A conundrum I like that. You're really just a bird at that point. Yeah. This is the second episode in a row we talked about Big Bird. Really? Yeah, we talked about Big Bird as a Cenobite in the last episode. We got into some shit. Yeah. I, I didn't listen to the the entirety of the last Hellraiser podcast, but yeah, it was pretty good. I think we, we came up with some pretty good. Yeah, uh, Big Bird concepts. kind of had some stripped flesh and some like nipple piercings and right. stuff like that, and like I don't know, maybe his throat cut open. Be cool, Cenobite. You know, because we're talking about the Alston. Uh, well, you could have his, you could have his neck split yeah. open and just the hand coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, Too spooky. So was that your first kind of uh, horror obsession? Was Universal Monsters, or was that just something that kind of trickled as, in? I mean, as far as um, yeah, I mean, probably. It, like I said, it was one of those things where it's like I don't really know where I was first introduced to it. Um, I remember we had a VHS copy of uh, like Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, and I always wanted to watch it just for the monsters. I didn't really enjoy the humor at the time, but I've kind of come around to that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> But then, you know, of course, there's Monster Squad. Hell which, yeah. Which Monster Squad was also really, I mean, that was always around. And I think I had like four or five different like VHS copies of it over the years. Just all recorded off TV, of course. But Yeah, that's um, like got them all. Huh? It's got all of them, right? Is there a mummy? Yeah. There's a mummy in One there? One of the coolest I, looking mummies, too. It's been a long time. Um, oh, yeah, right. That's Lon Chaney Jr. is the mummy in that, isn't it? In Monster Squad? No, oh, no, sorry. I thought you were talking about Heaven and Costello. <laughs> meet, meet, the, meet, the, uh-huh. meet Frankenstein. No, but I mean, Monster, yeah, Monster, Monster Squad. Squad was, you know, it was perfect. I was the perfect age, like, where people are mostly into the Goonies, like, the, you know, my my age range, like, like everybody loves the Goonies. Monster Squad was always more important to me than the Goonies. Hell yeah. Um, it spoke to me a little bit differently and a little bit more. And I've had, the it, thanks to our, our buddy Ken Reed, I've had the pleasure of, of speaking with uh, the two main characters in Monster Squad. And... Before I got to meet them, I was like, ah, whatever. You know, it's like, it's, they're just actors, whatever. But then I was like face to face with them and I was like, ah, shit, these guys are like, like, this is my childhood. Like, I mean, like, it's like, yeah, me and my friends used to argue over who got to be him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're cool, goes out the window and you actually yeah. meet them. And, um, but Monster Squad was definitely it. And it's like, it, it even <laughs> it goes back to, uh, like I said, we had VHS copies that were all recorded, so they didn't have covers. So, what did I do? I made covers for them. Oh, cool. So, I mean, that was really just kind of the humble beginnings of what I do now. Right. Um, Talk yeah. a little bit about uh, Monsters Are Good clothing and stuff for people that don't know. So, my deep love of the Universal Monsters uh, has been with me over the years. And it's always been a little bit more because um, as I've gotten older, I think that they mean more to me uh, because they are these misunderstood kind of characters. Not and None of them are necessarily inherently bad and that was something that i always that it's like it's they kind of look scary so everybody just assumes that they're bad but it, if you really get down to it it's like dracula's cursed wolfman's cursed frankenstein didn't ask to be brought back to life and you yeah, know all very sympathetic yeah gilman just wants a girlfriend gilman just wants a girlfriend. Yeah. So yeah you know what i mean like he's after his long yeah you know his dead right dead girlfriend and um but you know it's just it's it plays out differently um, 
but you know, I kind of got away from it when I was in uh, junior high and high school, and got more into like slasher flicks and and stuff like that. And and when I got a little bit older, I started kind of rediscovering my roots and going back into it. And then I had my daughter. And then at that point, I was like totally not into slasher flicks anymore. I was just like, I don't find any enjoyment in this like I used to. Mm. And that's interesting. Is that maybe kind of uh, how women are kind of objectified, you think, in the slasher movies a little bit? Or just kind of like, eh, I don't want to have tits and blood on the screen all the time. If well, I have a it was, around. you know, when I was in high school, the gorier the better. It's like, mm-hmm. I love trauma. Like, you know what I mean? It was like it, the gorier, the, the dumber, the more enjoyable, like more enjoyment I got out of it. But at that point, it was something a little bit too real, mm. I guess, like of just like, well, no, I can't do that. It's not it's not my my thing anymore, you know. And the other thing that happened, which is what uh, a lot of Monsters Are Good came out of, was at the time we were living in the Midwest. And um, I'm this big dude with a bunch of tattoos and I'm walking around with this, you know, adorable little girl. And <laughs> these were these, you know, at this point, like. I still had people who would randomly come up to me and try to convert me to Christ. Just oh, I'm just standing I'm yeah. standing in Home Depot waiting for paint to get mixed and they're just like they come <laughs> out of line to me to like start preaching at me. And wow. so So, needless to say there's like a lot of judgmental eyes on me in the area that we were. Well, where was this? Um I was in Kansas City. Okay. Which like a lot of like, Kansas City has come a really far way in the last few years, um, but still has certain people in it, and it was not always easy. And uh, with things like even childcare and stuff like that, we my wife and I felt really, really out of place. And people nobody really went out of their way to be friendly to us. Yeah, it was like judging you. Like, yeah. yeah. Huh. So, <clears throat> fuck Kansas City. <laughs> no, there's still a lot of really good people there. But yeah, I'm kidding. All of our listeners out there, <laughs> Kansas City. But um, but yeah. So I, I, you know, I was I, I, I had gotten out of school, and I didn't have uh, a job lined up. So my wife was nice enough to be like, you know what, you have this time, just start doing your own thing, see what you can do with it. So I spent about two hundred bucks on some screen printing supplies and some blank T-shirts, and I started going at it and monsters are good came about because it was just kind of a like i don't judge a book by its cover kind of a deal Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it was i'm relatively big and scary looking to some people but i'm a fucking teddy bear you know what i mean like i'm i'm uh, like not to toot my own horn but i'm like i'm a sweetheart you know what i mean (laughs) like (laughs) yeah i'm not an unfriendly guy and um so that just kind of like nailed it home. And I was just like, you know, it's like I want lighthearted humor and horror, you know what I mean? And monsters. And 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 I wanted to make shirts that I wanted to wear. Right. And um, and that's how I just got into it. And I was and, you know, I could just make horror movie T-shirts. I could just make Freddy shirts and, and Michael Myers shirts right. and, and probably make a lot more money than I do. But it was not what I was setting out to do. And Monsters Are Good is is just kind of a sort of a mantra, you know what I mean? And and I think that the the classic cinematic monsters and and literary monsters were all a little bit more in line with that and currently 
the only people who kind of get that is like Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, you know he's right. he's very much on the same page as me. So, right. so the the Shape of Water coming out, I'm very excited for that movie. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm prepared cool. to be crying in that theater. Yeah. you know, um, I think that's really cool, just because it's like it, it's not just a gimmick. You know, it's not like Freddy Krueger like eating ice cream. You know, it's like monsters are good. It kind of gets like you were saying to the point of what the Universal monsters are. It gets to the core of that. The movies have heart, and there's like a you know there's a tragic figure, and there's relatable figures and all that so that's really cool i i um it's cool to hear the backstory about it and the shirts are awesome you can find them on facebook at monsters are good me and brandon purchased a couple oh today yeah and they're awesome and he's wearing currently a mummy a karloff money that's mummy great uh, shirt. shirt i that got here, very right? excited to yeah to wear this for this conversation <laughs> it, it looks it's great awesome. I, I really <laughs> like the white and the gold on the black I think glow, a, it all glows too. Does it all glow? Is glow in it, the dark? That's with, with monsters are good. If I can make it glow in the dark, <laughs> it glows in the dark. <laughs> what do you? Is that like an expensive? Because of the pin, the pins you gave us are glow in the dark too. Is it yeah. easy to make? Just clothes glow in the dark? Yeah. Because if yeah, so, I, mean, I don't know why my band doesn't have glow. In the I don't dark know why shirts. you don't either. Yeah. You just, all you gotta do is. I need to go through you next. Time. Um, you know, with with glow in the dark, it's it's a it's a balance of how you can make it work. Because mm-hmm. some people like they will only put it on certain areas of the shirt, but I'm right. like, why am I gonna do that? Yeah. I'm gonna do. Every bit of it that I go can. Uh, all or none, yeah, <laughs> totally. That Very rules. Cool. Very cool. Um, yeah. So let's talk about uh, Universal and, and the dark, the dark Universal yeah. universe, U- Universal, Universal Universe, Dark Universal Universe. Is that the, the Dark Universe? The, the dark, dark Universe. universe. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Or, or um, Du. The Du is what I call it. It sounds awful to say. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah. It sounds the, like DC, but the Du. You into the du? Sounds like no. P. It sounds like pu. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't like it. Du. Um, so du. basically, du. of course, Universal owns all of the rights to the classic monsters, uh, kind of. Te- yeah. Technically, technically, right. technically, yes. For, for their versions of it, because like for like public domain stuff, kind of like you can do like Frankenstein as much as you want, but so, like, but like to make, uh, I think someone like Igor, like that's like. An invention of <laughs> Universal, like I don't know, it's crazy. It, there's a lot yeah. of like nuanced little things in it, and uh, um, I use I happen to used to work for a company that uh, dealt with like a lot of licensing, mm-hmm. and um, there's very fine lines. So it's uh, Universal owns their classic versions of those stories and of those characters. So with Frankenstein's monster. Um, who let's just get this out of the way. I'm going to call him Frankenstein for the rest of this podcast. Hey, that's that. We're fine. I make the argument that he, you know, views the doctor as his father. So what would his last name be? Frankenstein. I like it. Oh, okay. All right. That works. Anyways. Uh, so if you're doing Frankenstein, you can do a number of traits. So the, you, you know, the classic universal monster, uh, Frankenstein, it has flat head, has a scar on his forehead. He's got the, the, electrodes on his neck mm-hmm. um and he's you know has green skin right you can do a flat head green skin frankenstein but you have to put the uh the bolts someplace else you have to put the scars someplace else you got to do something different huh. if you if you have any number of those combinations like just one too many they can theoretically come after you interesting so we know we were talking about uh, Hammer a lot in a, a couple of podcasts mm-hmm. ago, and the agreement that they had was just like in in extremely long and complex like agreement in order for them to to do all the movies that they did. I mean, I'm without stepping because, on Universal. Well, I guess <clears throat> you know, 
by the time Hammer was doing it, um, which was in the 50s, which, I mean, it's hard to believe that some of those movies are made in the 50s because you look at what was made in the 50s in the U.S., yeah. like, like Creature from the Black Lagoon, mm-hmm. and, I mean, it is a black and white, still kind of a cheesy movie, and then you look at the Hammer movies, and they're, like, they're so groovy, man. Yeah, they're I great. Mean, you know, they're wonderful. Yeah. But um, I'm surprised that, they, that there was, like, a lot of uh, issue uh, with the licenses because I mean bottom line is like Dracula is a literary character who's yeah. in public domain right. Frankenstein is a literary cra- character that's in public domain aside from the I aside from the character names in the mummy there's not a whole lot that they can claim you know what I mean like a living mummy is not necessarily right. something that they could copyright so the universal owns basically like the likeness of these characters but not necessarily but the even, names even of them. But even that's like oddly complicated. Right. Because they can not use Bela Lugosi's likeness unless they talk to his son. They cannot use Lon Chaney's likeness unless they talk to his grandson. Huh. Um, and these are the people who are currently uh, running those people's estates. Okay, right. So like Vincent Price, his daughter runs his, and mm-hmm. Karloff's daughter runs his. and um, And these people are just... Like riding that train, you know what I mean. Right. Sounds like a like a legal soup. Well, yeah, Bell Lugosi Jr. Yeah. is a uh, attorney. Oh hell yeah! And he was the first hmm. person to copyright a likeness. Nice, so, really, ever? really, and it was his obviously as Dracula. It was his hmm. dad's. Yeah. Wow. Oh wow, that's interesting. I mean, I heard that there uh, even like Universal, there was lawsuits with the Hammer movies a lot of the time as well. And and but at by the time like the 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 hammer horror the mummy came out it had died down a little bit and they Universal had kind of like relinquished some of those rights you know at that point it was getting to be like they started thirty years they got, like, later a production deal yeah. or something and, and like because that the horror of Dracula was like a, their first kind of big commercial success and then Universal was like okay go ahead use these properties if you're you know if yeah, there's gonna and be I think money that to they be were made. put out in the U S under um was it universal international i think that's what that sounds right um so that's why i'm surprised that there's as much issue as what you guys are talking about just because i'm like almost 100 percent positive that universal had a hand in it in their u.s release Mm -hmm. um but that being said i mean the universal monsters is such a interesting like weird era of movies because i mean they were all made in in the span of like five or six years you know what i mean right with the exception of the creature from the Black Lagoon, who kind of is totally out on his own, uh, you know, in the fifties, swimming but. around alone in love. Yeah. Um. So what we're we gonna talk about? We're gonna talk about the. So they're trying to. I'm sure all of you have heard by now, but they're trying to reboot a dark universe of the Universal monsters, which has gone. Uh awfully kind of so they've tried to like start it a couple of times right so i don't know this is the second attempt yeah the Dra- dracula told was supposed to be the f- the beginning was right originally supposed to be the beginning the of, wolf of they the... made they had made the remade the wolfman but that wasn't gonna that was supposed to be a part yeah, of it no, the wolf the the 2010 wolfman which i adore i, I fucking really? love that movie I it's not it, bad. I like there are it, a lot of good scenes. It's fun. It. It's yeah. fun to watch. It's, it's, a, fu- it's atmospherically. A it's they got the tone. You know totally what I mean? It's it's just it's a fucking monster movie. Yeah. It's, what did you want? It's called the Wolfman. Yeah. There's a right. guy in it who's half wolf and half man. Right. It's the Wolfman, and I mean it, it's 
the I think people had a really hard time with that movie because they were expecting something a little bit more nuanced. But the bottom line is like you get into that movie and he's like, it's like, no, look, this is the Wolfman. He looks really fucking cool. He just knocked that dude's head off. That was pretty awesome, wasn't it? Like, you know what I mean? And, and take it for what? Like, what do you really want out of this? Yeah, and and I think that's that's generally my, you know, my point of view when it comes to any of these. Um, Dracula Untold, I thought, was such a breath of fresh air. Personally, I've heard it's good. I've never seen it. I went. Have, have you I never it? watched the whole thing. Really? Yeah. Well, you gotta watch it. A lot of people, have people told don't me to like watch it. it. I've uh, I've kind of taken their word for it. You know. I just I really I went into that movie. Um, with not really any kind of expectations. And I found myself just smiling through the entire fucking movie. Mm. And a lot of it had to do with this um, kind of return to that vampirism is not a disease because that's been like the ongoing, um, you know, fad right now mm. is that like, oh, no, vampir- vampirism is, is like this curable disease. Uh, you know, if you, you know, like Blade started it as far as I know. And then it went on to um, even like the Twilight movies and they went on to and then, you know, and then like the strain currently, which I mean, I love the strain, but it's not as far as I'm concerned, it's not really a vampire story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it was this, you know, you know, he could turn into a cloud of bats and he could, you know, and it was just it was more mythical. And I really dug that. Okay, And it was I thought it was a cool instead of getting the you know, the same story that we always got. Somebody actually took a chance to like make a new kind of uh origin story for Dracula and I I dug that, you know? Yeah, hey, not trying to go the the half believable, like scientific route. Like it's, it's yeah, it's a disease. It's like you yeah. try to do zombies a lot sometimes. Yeah. Like that, you know? yeah. It's like Was it better know. than um um <clears throat> I Frankenstein? Have you guys oh, seen God. that? It was um I Frankenstein is a rough one. Yeah, <laughs> Aaron Eckhart's hoodie he wears. Yeah, he's like a coat. cool, hot Frankenstein. <laughs> it, it it was on TV. He fights gar- fight gargoyles. Is that what he happens? He fights gargoyles. Yeah. Really cool. poorly animated CGI. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this: it is a perfect accompaniment for the underworld movies. Yeah, okay. yeah, sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Thing. It's it's yeah. the Frankenstein for the underworld universe. Okay, and, and I think and it's totally fine in that context. So this what that that wasn't supposed to fit into the dark universe at all. I Frankenstein was. Just, I, I think Frankenstein is a totally different production company. Okay, um, but they also that was uh, based on a comic book. Oh, okay, okay. Um, the one that was like I was unsure of if it was going to be was the Victor Frankenstein. Oh, the one out. with James McAvoy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and, uh, and Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Radcliffe. Damn, Radcliffe. Yeah, Daniel. Radcliffe. No, I believe his name is Harry Potter. <laughs> Harold Parler. Yeah. Uh, so okay, so it was so, written by Max Landis. Do you know Max Landis? Oh, let's talk about Max Landis. <laughs> I know you do. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Victor Frankenstein was uh, his brainchild, which I mean, a lot of it comes off that way. Uh, okay. I found it to be a relatively enjoyable movie. It wasn't okay. a good movie. Mm. But it was on par with some of the later Hammer Frankenstein's, like okay. the ones where he's like putting brains in gorillas and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. So, so basically, so it was um, Dracula Untold was supposed to start the Dark Universe. Yeah, and it didn't they, do well critically at all. Yeah, and I, that was another one of those situations where I think that had people actually saw it, mm-hmm. um, 
I think it could have been a good start. Right. I, I think I people are quick to just dismiss or hate them as well. You know, I think it's easy to look at a Dracula or a Frankenstein or a mummy movie coming out now and just be like, that is just cheesy and that is stupid. And just kind of like an impossible standards. Like you want it to evoke whatever. If you grew up with the Universal movies like you did and they are dear to your heart, you know, you get, you either want something to be ha- have that kind of nostalgia fulfilled or you just kind of dismiss it. And I feel like people are very dismissive of any of the Universal recent movies. Yeah, I mean... And maybe deserving so. I mean, I so, definitely but, am. But I, I mean, also, I am too. It's, it's strange to want... To, I assume what their plan is to try to put them together as like a superhero kind well, of team. Well, I mean, if you right? think about it, they did do that. You know what yeah. I mean? There was Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Right. Yeah, there was, like that. you know, Abbott Stella meet Frankenstein, which yeah. had Dracula, Wolfman, and Frankenstein in it. You know, you had House of Dracula. You know, you, there was all right. these movies that had these crossovers. It's not like it's an unfounded idea. Sure. And so that's the thing. That's the, And that's what, it, um, for anybody that doesn't know, that the, the idea with the Dark Universe is that it isn't just a reboot. This is supposed to be a shared universe in the sense of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They meant to, all these different universal monsters were supposed to, there was a through line that was going to be through these movies and they were going to interact with each other, which, like you said, that had happened all, yeah, already in they, the Universal I mean, movies. If, as far as I'm concerned, they originated that right. kind of concept right but and um, it's now it's hot again with yeah Marvel and, and of course like dc and universe you know universal's like well we don't have a property like that oh wait we could do this right and the reason that uh the flack that get, gets put on like any of these remakes that really bothers me is like the same people who are shitting all over these remakes before they even happen are the same people who really enjoy the hammer films which in themselves are remakes right and who enjoy things like Bram Stoker's Dracula from the 90s or Mary Shelley's Frankenstein from the 90s or even any of the other shitty Dracula movies from like the 80s. You know, we had Frank Langella as as Dracula, not that great. But so I you know, I I I I obviously am going to be critical of these things. However, I still have to like kind of back away from it and be like what do I care? The The other movies still exist. If they want to make a new Dracula movie, it's just the new movie that I want to see in the theater. There's you so I mean? many already, and most of it, it's like, what's one more? Maybe yeah. it'll be good. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm not against remakes. I'm just against people remaking things without any love, kind of like backpacking on the idea that people already like the original idea, so they're just going to go fucking see it. Like, mm-hmm. here's... So there was some fucking slop in the trough for the pigs to come and like yeah. you oh, know 100 like that's what bothers me a lot it's people like like remaking mm-hmm. point break like why remaking that you don't even understand the first movie it's yeah. like i, I, I don't know I, I, the cash grab yeah aspect of yeah it. i i will make the argument that there are movies that can be remade that just because of the limitations that were around uh you know with special effects and stuff um and what could be done with that story if they have like a little bit more um, access to these things, mm-hmm. which with the universals, like I, you know, they have a unbelievable charm to them because of how kind of low key they are. But at the same time, you know, Frankenstein's monster is some of the most amazing makeup that ever has been. Because you look at the pictures of him and you're like, no, that just looks like that's him. You know what I mean? You don't. It's very easy to separate Boris Karloff from the monster because the monster is its completely own entity. Mm. Um, and that's you know very very 
lo-fi uh, makeup effects where like they didn't even have um, like portable latex and it was like a buildup of uh, cotton and latex on top of his face that he would do every time he had to reapply it you know it wasn't like a set mold or anything like that right the limitations we are really kind of brought out that kind of ingenuity too you know which they're not gonna today you can just do it for cgi rather than put mm-hmm. somebody in a makeup chair for eight hours yeah, so uh so for this expanding university they kind of really went all in on this recently before kind of backing out a little bit with the mummy they like have all these actors on board. They got like Johnny Depp to play the Invisible Man, Javier Bardem, uh, I think to be Frank. He's a, Victor, monster. He's a monster. Okay. Um, In the one, then that might be the one movie that continues, right? With the, if the Dark Universe, that that's the one. Bri- that bride of Frankenstein was, was supposed to be next. Yeah, well, bride. That's bride. That's who's going to be in that one, right. okay? Because they're going to skip over the initial origin story, mm-hmm. which I mean, frankly, that's fine. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I don't care. Like, I don't need to see. Dr. Frankenstein digging up, you know, you know what? I, I don't need to see him digging up bodies. I know everybody knows how Frankenstein was made. Like mm-hmm. you could ask a three-year-old and they probably know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's fine. And the bride is a story that has only been tackled like once or twice. And it's depending on who's doing it. It could be a really wonderful story. It could be really well done. Could be very tragic, um, or it could be a total shit fest like the '80s version, which I don't know if you've seen that. I never have. Uh, no, it's just called. The, I've never seen the original. Bride. It's just called the Bride. Okay. Uh, Sting is Doctor Frankenstein. <laughs> wow. And, Hell yeah. Um, Clancy Brown is the monster. All right. Hmm. And he has a little person who is a friend of his. He goes and joins the circus, uh, and Sting is very rapey in it. Of course. When is Sting not? (laughs) (laughs) Every step you take? Come on, dude. Sting is a stalker. (laughs) But it's a a rough one. Uh, But, you know, so, and that was really, like, the only uh, take on it besides the, um, uh, what's her name? Hella, Helena. Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, in (laughs) uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein in the 90s with Robert De Niro. Um, But. I I just get. Uh, a rotten feeling from them going forward with, the, with these movies that it, it's obvi- of course they're going to make it all I feel like very far separated there's I feel like it's going to be more focused more about the world building than actually trying to tell like a good story I feel like it's all like going to be over sex kind of blockbustery like mm-hmm. too too much like I don't have a lot of faith that if they do go forward that there's going to be a lot of care uh, well, taken to to the actual story. I think they're going to be telling. I think we'll get to that when we talk yeah. about the yeah. Mummy. Okay, um, of course. Yeah, because I think that they were we already saw that with the mummy, and it was yeah. Distracting. I, I I I have to play devil's advocate on that one, but we'll we'll get there. Okay. All right, nice. Yeah, All right, on. we're gonna be do we're gonna do battle. The one thing that oh. I that oh. um <laughs> not right. oh, watch out there, buddy. There you go. Easy, easy now. All easy right. podcasting. We're keeping it steady tonight. Um. The one thing that's weird is like what you were saying, how you know it, you so know it, it strikes you like a cash grab, you know. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like this Marvel Cinematic Universe. It, it's just kind of every movie studio is like, oh man, we can make so much money, and like by having all our characters in a shared universe. But I feel like there wasn't really any kind of like call for that with the Universal monsters. Like no, who, I don't know, you know, I don't think there's any any fans want necessarily were like wanting to see this shared universe it's also very strange that they keep doing these with none uh, no other ones in the can 
That yeah, you and, know, like and, and to like, me, we're gonna even start the fact it, that even doing Bride, like, it seems else lined up. a little. It, it's kind of like the the you know like DC Universe is a great or DC Cinematic Universe is a great example of just how to do it wrong, you know. And, oh well, yeah, because yeah. even if it was gonna come out, it was it's slated for twenty nineteen. Which one? You know, the bride. the bride. Yeah. So like, and who knows for all the other ones? Like, they're already taking pictures of all the they're, you, all they're, the they're actors. They're way got. too high. Before yeah. you're not, they're not. Nothing is grounded yet. They're going know? all like, in. They all went in too with, early with, with like Man of Steel. You know, they just kind of mm. they made a movie that was good enough. It made just enough money. It was critics were like, eh, okay, and then they just gave Zack Snyder the keys to the vehicle, and he has proven to have been the wrong choice. Have either of you seen Justice League? No, not yet. Not yet. I'm going to tell you as somebody who fucking hated Man of Steel mm-hmm. and who didn't even bother to see Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. Oh, Suicide Squad. I did see Suicide Squad, <laughs> um, which I regret. Yeah. <laughs> But Justice League was a terribly enjoyable movie. Really, I I hundred percent liked it. Yeah, I, I hate saying it because wow. I was so against everything. But it was. Um, I I mean I think Joss Whedon coming in um, mm-hmm. really took it someplace better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was it was a well constructed movie. Really, um, I actually really enjoyed it. I heard that from a lot of people. Yeah, they, they uh, regretfully. Uh, Guilty pleasure. Well, liked well, it's it. One of those yeah, that it's just that they burned us. Hurt, so, yeah, yeah. So fucking been bad. hurt so many times. Yeah, yeah. you know oh, what? That's. I, I wish that I had known that you had seen it because I, it, mm. I, I would have seen it just to discuss mm. it a little bit. I was looking for reasons not to see it. I, I didn't want to support this movie. I want them to stop with this, these DC movies, and I feel like if we stop throwing our money at them, they will. And no, the fact won't. that it underperformed at the box office was encouraging to me. I mean, they might. Who knows? They or just rebooted again. Already think about how much has changed since before the Justice League came out. Ben Affleck was supposed to write and direct and star in a Batman movie next. That's not happening. So, no, no, it is. He's not writing or directing it, and probably I think he already it. is. A Deathstroke. They did like green. No, screen that's test all with been that's all been canned. Really? Well, no, yeah. huh. because Deathstroke was in Justice League. Uh-huh. Oh, oh no! I, I don't. I don't know about that. I just mean that Ben oh, Affleck writing and directing oh, has been I, canned. I, I oh, mean, gotcha. I, that could have just also been a scheduling and money thing because Ben Affleck is not cheap. Mm. Um, but I think, yes, I completely agree. I think that um, stunt casting is a really bad way to go. I, however, did, um, you know, I, with the exception of Tom Cruise, um, I f- really feel like that movie could have flourished. Um, I think that he was like the biggest problem in that entire movie, uh, with the new mummy. The new about? mummy, yeah. I mean, I know we'll get into it, but like, okay. it really made me mad because I went to, I actually went to a uh, a press screening, oh, uh, ahead of time because I was like, I was all about it. My buddy was like, "Hey, I got press passes. You're coming with me." I'm like, yeah, right, you, let's uh, go. you offered me some tickets. Actually, you offered me a ticket to go. Yeah, with yeah. I had some extra tickets. Nice. Too, but um, you didn't invite me. <laughs> yeah, well, just. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know and before the movie was even started i was in the row with all the critics and the and behind me was all huh, the critics too. that's interesting and every single one of them was already just ready to hate it already hated it they already <laughs> they were already talking shit they wow were, i mean like they were literally you would have thought that they already saw the movie huh. based on how they were speaking about it but no none of them had a fucking clue of what they were about to see but they had already made up their minds, yeah. and I and that was super apparent to me, and um, I found it really strange because it came out around the same time that Wonder Woman did, mm. 
and I thought Wonder Woman was not a good movie, but it got so much praise right. and people were all about it. The acting in Wonder Woman is horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> like I saw it, is, it for it the is... first time recently as well. It's it's better than the other DCUs, but it's not a, like a good movie. No, really. no, no. But I mean, like, every scene is like a, a fucking shampoo commercial <laughs> with all the slow-mo and her <laughs> yeah. hair and stuff. And then, but, and then you have like... You can't hate her like for having nice hair. But no, 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 no. And she's the strongest part of that movie. Yeah, absolutely. But, and then you have like the Native American dude that's shoehorned in there who cannot yeah. act. <laughs> he cannot act. Does yeah. he play the DC, uh, does he play uh, the DC hero Apache chief? <laughs> Do they have him? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No. Oh, no, that would be no, cool. No, no, no. Bring that, him that, in. That would have been, that would have been a great, yeah. like lead in. Um, yeah. But no, it was he was just shoved in there for no particular okay. reason. Yeah, it was yeah. a weird supporting character. But I mean, he could not act, and there are Native American actors who can act really well. Hell yeah. Um, but I, I, it was this really weird, you know, compare and contrast kind of situation because I'm looking at this movie that I watched with a totally open mind. Um, and, you know, for all the flaws that it had, I still enjoyed it. And then Wonder Woman that everybody is talking up. And I went in not really caring whether it was good or bad and just feeling like, why are people into this one but not that one? Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of, like, you know, like not just sound like a dickhead, but like wokeness marketing with it. Like the same way, like yeah. uh, ghost, the new ghostbusters, like so many people went out to like, I, cause I get it. Cause you want to support, you know, cause the, the funnily a female character, female role. So people want to go show their support, but it might not necessarily be fair to judging the film, you know? Oh yeah, like, absolutely. I mean, it's like, a the political, the politics of it, you know. Yeah, and like, I, I mean, bottom when it came down to it, the new Ghostbusters was not meant for forty year old men. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Of like, course, of you course. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was the yeah. the biggest problem that it had was that the fan base that it had built in was not the fan base they were making the movie for. Right? Yeah, and you know, my nine year old daughter fucking loved it. Hell yeah, and I enjoyed it too because I got to like just I was like I don't give a shit, and like I also was in it. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, the scene in Boston or something. Yeah, the heavy. Well, they were all. I mean, right, right, yeah. right. But I, the heavy metal concert, I was there. Did, we might have talked about that. Yeah. yeah, I think we may have. But so you know, it was it was fun to see the making of. Um, and I was super critical of it while I was there. I'm like listening to the jokes and stuff. I'm like, ugh. But you know, it's not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. But it is enjoyable. Mm. It's fine. I liked. I liked the ghosts in it. I thought those like the look of it was cool. I enjoyed the weird like, yeah. I mean, clear blue and green that they used. I mean, to be frank, I'm not a just. I'm not a big Ghostbusters guy. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know. Everyone else I know is. I don't know. Just I didn't watch them that much when I was a kid. Oh, I. I, I, I'm just not avid Ghostbusters fan. I just don't yeah. have it really in my youth a lot, so like I, I, I like the I, uh, yeah. So I'm, I not, I'm not super. Huge, I'm with you. I wasn't a huge guy, but I I had the toys as a kid, and I did always like it. But I I uh, didn't even watch. I, I watched the new one if it's on TV. I watched parts of it just because yeah. the Boston setting is interesting to me. But yeah, I, I I don't I don't really have any desire to like watch the the a couple, yeah. it, it, it was a bit yeah. obnoxious and just, yeah. I mean I I, I completely I think agree. Ghostbusters is fine, but like I don't know. I just don't. I'm not a a Ghostbusters warrior. You're not a Ghostbuster. It's okay. Uh, I don't know. Right, we should talk about the, we mummy. Should, the mummy. We should move into the mummy. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll talk come, about we'll mummy come, stuff. We'll come back to the new one then uh, to to wrap it up. We'll do it chronologically here. 
so I mean, so mummies are pretty great, right? Mm-hmm. Unreal. You got you got King you got King Tut, right? Yeah, when you, saw him. Name another one, please. Uh, <laughs> um, the mummy from up. the Scooby Doo episode who goes coin, yeah, coin. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Mummies yeah. alive. All mummies alive. Yeah. All the mummies yeah. from Mummies yeah. Alive, and they have their cool outfits i didn't know about that until today it was a dope show dude you didn't know anything about mummies yeah no i i watched the clip on your page spiritually is very gargoyle it looks yeah it reminded me it looked pretty cool i I would have watched that i'd never even known about it you can pick it up big lots okay yeah hell yeah two bucks is it good still (laughs) it's worth watching it's awesome okay my my daughter like like i said she she found it at big lots she's like can i get this i'm like hell yeah oh really she 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 watched it she likes it hell yeah that's cool that's cool yeah, the yeah, it was like a weird like Power Rangersy, yeah, uh, kind of. I don't know. Yeah, they have like it, amulets, but yeah, and they're they regular into, like, mummies. Warriors, yeah, and then yeah, and then they turn into like armor robot armor. Okay, that's pretty cool. That's uh, valuable to mummies. Mummies alive. Um, what was with the coin mummy though? Why did he just say coin? Because he there was a special coin oh, that he was trying coin. to get that I think Velma stole or something like okay. that. Yeah, either of course it was just an old man who like owned property there. It was probably his own property. <laughs> it was always yeah, it was always, it was always old men with property. Some, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bad plans. It's just like today. Yeah, it's, it's like current <laughs> events, man. The villains haven't changed. Um, um. Yeah. Other cool other mummies. mummies um, do body works the the body works things count as mummies? Would they plasticize the humans? You ever go to that? Oh, mu- uh, b- uh, body oh, world. Yeah, body it? world. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did go to that. Those kind of mummies. Yeah, I don't know. That's just that's that's a dude who, in any other uh, timeline, would have been a serial killer, but he found yeah. a loophole. <laughs> it's great. We got kicked out of that in college because we took a picture of my metal friend. He put. Uh, the penis of a dead body in his mouth, and we took a picture. It was pretty cool, pretty metal. No, that's really gross. Yeah, that's really. Gross. It was pretty cool. Yeah, the he, <laughs> it, it was it was plasticized. Yeah. yeah, he was cool though. That was fun. Yeah, I guess um, choices. <laughs> what's, what? he, what's he up to these days? Oh no, he's a whisker. I think. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Oh, oh, whisker. All right, but yeah. Uh, Let's get into the first movie. So I'll talk about other mummy stuff, but let's let's do it. Are you ready? You guys ready? Yeah. Talk about 1932. I'm a mummy. I scare people. Watch what happens when I walk up to somebody. I was born 1,959 years ago. My daddy was a mummy too. Watch what happens when I walk up to somebody. I'm a mummy. He's pulling it up. Yeah. Yeah. Starring the... Boris Karloff, the uncanny. Yes, the mm. uncanny. And uh, again, same uh, same makeup artist as uh, who did the Frankenstein makeup, mm-hmm. uh, Jack Pierce. 
who oh, yeah. he was I mean he was responsible for all the universals except for I mean the creature from the black lagoon was later well beyond his time but he did uh he did all the frankenstein makeups for mm-hmm. all of the different people who played him um he did do some makeup on uh Lugosi for Dracula uh he did the mummy he did the wolfman Nice. So he did all the greats. He was that's the pretty universal awesome. guy. He was a, as far as I'm concerned, that dude is like the forefather of like legit, you know, special effects. Cool. What have you ever taught Stan Winston? Pass a torch to Stan, old Stanny Winston. I wonder what his well, first Stan movie Winston was. Didn't really do makeup though, did he? Stan I mean, Winston he was more just yeah. God, I mean, it was some schlocky movie. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, as far as I'm concerned, Rick Baker is kind of the end all be all you think so i mean i oh, guess yeah. it's fair enough it's fair enough battle stan winston yeah. was like uh a, like you got you got like three levels you know you got tom savini mm-hmm. who's very like gorilla style like he he comes out of his garage and splatters you with some fake blood and then you got rick baker who's like a fucking artiste yeah and then you got stan winston who was like a lot more refined and like yeah sort of like uh he he's big polished hollywood you know right. what i mean Right. Um, and Boutine's kind of under Baker. He's a, uh, I mean, he was like his protege. I think Baker taught Boutine, Rob Boutine, a lot. And they're kind of like, like all three of those buddies. guys too. Yeah. They ha- kind of had their own wheelhouse too. Like Savini <clears throat> was like with the the slashers and the Friday Thirteenth movies. Yeah, I mean, it, Savini Savini did some really cool stuff like in Creep Show. Um, you know, Rick Baker really like obviously American War of London. Yeah, American War of London. Monsters but more than that, stuff. I mean, he worked on like the Cantina scene for the first Star Wars movie, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and and um, in Empire Strikes Back, uh, the projection of the uh the Emperor is actually his ex wife, with a prosthetic that he made. Really? Nice. Yeah. The big uh the big hologram yeah. there. That's yeah. cool. Before they had uh, the guy who plays the emperor and return of the jedi right right oh hmm. interesting oh that's kind of cool and then you get stan winston is guy i feel like he has the kind of the broadest you know going to like sci-fi territory and yeah i mean he did a lot more mechanical stuff right i guess you know he did um you know and of course alien you know aliens yeah. was a big one for them um but like terminator yeah predator monster squad monster squad monster yeah. squad baby Cool. Anyways, hit me with some IMDb. Okay, Luke. IMDb. The IMDb for this is uh, the Mummy. This the original Universal came out in 1932. Its running time is an hour and 13 minutes, which is awesome. I love that about the Universal movies. Um, it was directed by Carl Freund. Um, this and so this was his first, the first movie he directed. He was a cinematographer for it. He did like Nosferatu and stuff like that. Is that true? <clears throat> Carl Freund. He he was a German cinematographer, and he did he. This was his yeah. first movie that he directed. I read that he like invented uh, just taking the camera off of the tripod, right? Right. Which is I guess and, no uh, one ever free, thought to do right, that. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Um. Uh. So it, it stars uh, Boris Karloff, the Uncanny, uh, as Arduk Arduth Bay or slash Emotep, uh, Zeta Johan as Helen, David Manners, Frank, um, Arthur Byron as Sir Joseph, uh, Wemple. Um, and that's about it for like the top. Bill I think a guy named Duke Johnson plays the Nubian, which I think is blackface. I couldn't oh, tell. No, yeah, noble, okay. noble Johnson. Yeah, noble Johnson. The Nubian servant. I don't know, yeah. I don't know yeah. if I would yeah. say it's blackface yeah, it as was. much as it is like tan. Yeah, tan, like, tan body. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I thought. Some, yeah, when I saw it, I was like, oh, tan. blackface. Yeah, okay. some Al Guinness yeah. and like uh, Lawrence of Arabia kind of thing going on. Yeah. Or I mean, have you? I mean, the Hammer. You got Christopher Lee. Oh yeah, in brown face. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, mud face. Um, and the brief synopsis here is just a living mummy stalks the beautiful woman he believes is the reincarnation of his lover. 
Um, so, so, uh, so Sam kind of want to hand it to you here since you're the universal guy. Um, we're, you know, we haven't dived too much into the universal monster movies, but so this is, if I'm correct, the mummy is kind of like regarded as like the little brother sort of to like Dracula and Frankenstein. I mean, it was the third one to come out. Um, Yeah. I mean, this was definitely like a, this was also kind of a new character because, and it wasn't, it wasn't a literary source. So it was a concept that they had. And they created the characters and they created the storyline. And the, you know, I think that the design of the movie is phenomenal. I think the mummy himself, like when he's Emotep, is so freaking cool and eerie. Um, he was actually one of the ones that freaked me out the most when I was a kid. Do you mean not just the intro, but Boris Karloff has a movie goes on, the old guy with the fez? No, no, that's Ardith Bay. Okay, that's, so you're talking about just the very yes, beginning. Yes, the very beginning, because unfortunately for a movie called The Mummy, you only get about five minutes of Mummy. Which yeah. I gotta say, it was pretty surprising to me. Yeah, very, this is, very surprising. This was surprising. my first time seeing The Mummy, and this movie was not at all what I expected. Yeah. It's it's honestly a little disappointing. I That is the word uh, I would use, yeah, if it, it was, yeah. You know, like I said, the design of the movie is amazing, mm. the storyline is great, and everybody in it is great. But it lacks in kind of excitement, mm-hmm. if you will. Like, you yeah, know, you know, Dracula and Frankenstein, you get the monster. Yeah. That's what you want. You want the fucking monster. Right. Um, in the mummy, you get the mummy for the first couple minutes of the movie because they don't even show them finding the mummy or anything like it's that. It's just you are there. You yeah. are, you are brought into this office yeah. where they have the sarcophagus yeah. and the mummy just standing there. Yeah. And the the Dink who's who's looking at the scroll reads it and he comes awake and he goes crazy yep. because he sees a mummy walk out the door. Right. And that's it. Yeah. That's all you get. Yeah. And then um you know it cuts to a couple years later, right? Mm-hmm. 10 and years. 10 years later, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't remember the the 99 one is only 3 years later. Uh but right. the um but yeah, so then you get Ardith Bay. Who's an awesome character? I mean, like, I like the character of Ardith Bay, and I would have liked to see, like, a little bit more of a balance between the two. Um, but, you know, Karloff getting to be a speaking role, too. Is oh, also, right, because he didn't, he didn't really speak in Frankenstein. The first movie, he didn't speak at but all. But that, that clearly was what made him, got him this role. They were right from Frankenstein. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like at the, after he did Frankenstein, you know, they're going to be throwing everything out. Right. And I think that that's kind of what it's interesting. It's like in each of those, there's like, you know, there's the titular monster that that's what it's about. That this movie, I feel like they called it the mummy. So it would have a titular monster, but there isn't one. <laughs> there yeah. is one in the intro. And there then it's it's, it's it's really it's a story <clears throat> about a character, but it's not about yeah. a monster. The only yeah. time it really looks monstery is they, when they keep doing that close up, which is yeah. pretty cool. Well, it's it's very like, creepy. I like for, how they keep sure, doing yeah. it. Um but I don't know. But he's just kind of his frame is just creepy. Like oh, he's yeah. so he's, like yeah, tall and yeah. skinny. Yeah. Like it's kind of ugh, like yeah. 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 I don't know. I love I mean like the scenes where he's at like the uh, you know the the pool with the big statue of Anubis. Mm-hmm. Hot tub time machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cool. And uh, you know, and and all of that stuff is really great. And the, um, it's funny because you look at it and you watch it, and all the parts that are essentially just like glossed over in this movie are some of the more exciting stuff that happens in the later versions of the movie. Mm-hmm. So like the finding of the sarcophagus, him becoming whole again and things like right. that you know 
um, but get totally glossed over right. probably for lack of funding, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, you can't, you know, you can't beat it. Though, it's interesting know? that actually you say that, I, I mean, that's kind of the point of almost every remake is what you don't see yeah. in the mummy. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah, I mean, for me, so I, I recently went to, have you, did either of you guys check out this exhibit, It's Alive, at the Peabody Of course. Exhibit? You were there? Okay. So I, I went to that uh, around Halloween in Salem, which is all um, Kirk Hammett's horror collection. Now, are these really all just from his collection? Because these were expensive, big posters and prints. He's in Metallica, man. Yeah. He's got money to spare. He's not short on cash. Yeah. But, but, I mean, so uh, obviously they're not all originals then so yes. the, oh yeah they are why wouldn't they be well because i mean i don't know they're a lot like i talked to my uncle about this my uncle sean he um he sells posters he goes around and does trade shows like all around the country i've actually worked with him at a couple monster cons and horror cons and stuff like that and i showed him some of the pictures from the exhibit and i was telling him about it and there's a, a um a poster of, of todd browning's uh london after midnight yeah do you know about this with lon yeah. cheney jr yeah so the movie's like out of print and there no, you no, can't no, no. there's a lot more to it than that it's not out of print it doesn't but exist anymore. The, right? the, there are no prints of the movie that anybody knows about. Right. Because what happened was that um, they literally used to keep all their movies in a vault. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, film breaks down over time and becomes volatile. And they had a big fire. Oh. And everything went up in flames. So there's a whole era of movies that don't exist anymore. Interesting. Um, and that, of course, was one of them. And the only things that exist are posters, promotional photos, right. and things like that. Well, this, so cause I brought that up with my uncle, and he was like, oh, this can't be the original print. The original print just sold recently for, like, $50,000 or something. And he and I took a picture of it with the little, you know, like, the little cutout that has info about it. And it doesn't say replica. It doesn't say anything like that. So no, he, he no. thought it was the original print. Kirk Hammett's collection is out of this world. That's crazy. I mean, that guy has and, money. And just because... Sane anger, baby. <laughs> and, I mean, and just because, like a original print sold it's not like there was only one poster sure you know what i mean like these were posters but these that must have been pretty rare from that movie in particular oh 100 percent. yeah i mean that i mean first of all that's a really old one mm-hmm. uh on top of the fact that it's uh basically non-existent anymore so there probably weren't a whole lot of the posters that hung around then mm-hmm. i mean that's the same with everything because these were advertising pieces so a lot of the times they would just get thrown out when they right. were done with them right um one of the most expensive movie posters to be sold was a giant. I mean, it was like a a wall sized Frankenstein poster hmm. that somebody just happened to find. Right, and um, it went for insane. Money. I mean, he had that one of the exhibit, the giant King Kong cutout. Oh yeah, that was awesome. But I mean, he also had original costume pieces. Right. You know, I mean, he had um, Boris Karloff's costume from right. Uh, Black Cat, right? And then he had there was the Bella Lugosi. Well, that was just, I guess, more of like a statue kind of thing. But no, no, that it, was the costume that had the real it. costume, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- with those figures, um, the head and the hands were sculpted by this guy named Mike Hill. Um, he's just a really well known uh, artist when it comes to making like life size figures and stuff. Um, yeah, you you've probably seen his stuff and not even realized it. Mm-hmm. So in the case of those, like he sculpted the heads and the hands specifically for those displays for Kirk Hammett. Oh, wow. So he, um, he got the actual artist to do it. Yeah. Well, like, Mike Hill Mike Hill is uh, he's an English guy. He lives in L.A. now. And, I mean, he ba- basically just does commission work. Hmm. And um, he uh, he does, like, a lot of stuff for Guillermo del Toro. 
mm-hmm. uh, and he does stuff for Kirk Hammett. Like, and I wow, mean, just for their personal collections. Yeah. that is fucking crazy. What a cool exhibit, though, huh? It was wonderful. Yeah, amazing. I personally wanted to see a lot more of his toys. Yeah, because he's got it. Like, I mean, there's actually a whole book that he put out. It's called Too Much Horror Business. Hmm. Um, and it's just pictures of his collection. Wow, he's got just a bunch of horror toys and stuff like action oh, figures like, and I mean, board games and stuff. Insane, yeah, stuff. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. And, and and so when you when you walk in the exhibit, uh, the first couple things are these really big cutouts of the Universal monsters, and the one that really uh, stuck out to me was the the, the 1932 mummy. Obviously, people at home can't see it. I'm showing you guys, but mm-hmm. it just just the color oh, yeah. of it. I mean, it is one of the most beautiful movie posters I've ever seen, with the exception of the woman on the poster because she, she looks she's, she's fucked. Yeah. Her, her face on that poster yeah. is horrendous. It <laughs> oh my god! Because it is the, so the, pain, bad, yeah. the painterly quality of the rest of it. It looks like is, a potato. She she is kind of fucking weird looking. Anyways, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like the painterly quality of like of this advertising piece is just crazy. And the, and, and, and the shadings of it, mm-hmm. I, just the, the blue and with the, the, the Karloff and yellow, yeah. the colors are just, yeah, it, it really, it's really an amazing poster. Definitely check and, it out. And a home. lot of those were, I, I mean, that was what was so interesting about that exhibit was you got to see like, I mean, like there was like real artistry yeah. in these yeah. posters and, and yeah. you don't get that anymore. No. Yeah. And it, it really was cool how much it pointed out how just a big part of pop culture horror movie posters are. Um, and yeah, I don't want to get too far off track with it, but um, it, that 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 poster alone sparked so much interest. To, and I was glad that we started talking about doing the mummies afterwards. And I was so excited to see it. And it has an iconic picture of Boris Karloff as the mummy and the the wrapping in the front. You see it in the beginning of the movie, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be so cool. And then yeah, I mean, it's really just kind of like a, a period piece costume drama. Yeah, and there's Art at Bay. Art at Bay is such a cool name. It's a cool name. I want to use that as like my name on like video games on the internet or something so, like that. Very cool name, Artith Bay. Yeah, Artith that Bay. would be a good like yeah, Halo name. Good Artith alias. Bay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, what's funny about that is that in the '99 Mummy, Artith Bay is the uh, the, the Gigolo guy from uh, Deuce Bigelow. Oh, oh, oh! You mean the what, Benny? 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 No, no, no. The <laughs> big, the big dude with the tattoos on his face. Oh, with the the Magi guy? Yeah, the Magi. Oh, really? His huh. name is Ardith Bay in that movie. Oh, oh I didn't right. realize oh, oh, that. Oh, right, the guy who's like the keeper of the... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. realize so they, that. So they gave him his name for some reason. Well, you oh, know, nice. it, it, it's always been kind of weird, like, the names in these different mummy movies, how they, like, switch up the name and combine e- names. Emotep and Noxanamun. Right, right. Like, they're so, the like, yeah, those, those are the same, are the same ones. But so this, is, this 1932 mummy is the only one it's, with Emotep. And same in... Right? in All the, uh, the rest of the, and the mummy the hammer, movies are, diff- are referred the to The hammer one has Emotep and Noxanamun. No. Moon, I think. No, are you the, sure? The, the, the ha- no, it's what Ka- was her Ka- name? Karis. Karis is the mummy in the Hammer Harm. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And Karis is the name of the mummy in most mummy movies. I thought. Uh, Karis was in was the later mummy for the Universal ones. So after they did the mummy uh, with Karloff, they did a couple more mummy movies, but they had Lon Chaney Jr. as the the mummy. Right. Um, and actually, I'm honestly not as familiar with those yeah. ones. Yeah, I haven't um, seen them. And his name was Karis, I believe. Okay. Um, I thought it was Karis after all of them. After I thought Emotep hmm. was really the only the first one, but I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah, Emotep is 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 only in that version, but then the ninety nine version, obviously. Right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yeah, I don't think I I don't think Hammers is Karis. It is. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. 
I remember. And I remember well, just reading. I'll be damned. I just reading in a, that uh, that car. It kind of became Chorus was, but they really uh, Ananka was the one. They just try and like throw an A name and just like Ananka and I'm a little. Yeah, they just against the wall. I, I really feel like Foreign. some of the mo- yeah exactly, yeah. And, and it gets kind of the dialogue can get kind of jumbled and confusing. And I'm like, who are they actually talking? Uh, about? well, let's see. My favorite dialogue from this one is uh, uh, I'm about to go. Uh, I think he got gay with some virgins. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. That's like um, one of the first lines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty cool one. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of like, uh, you know, that's, that's uh, I laughed at that. Nice I, transatlantic. I that well, I mean, it's, it's sort of supposed to be. It is supposed yeah. to be kind of funny. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I mean, like, in all honesty, like, there's not a whole lot to talk about with this movie. Like, yeah. as far as, yeah. like, you know, you have, you know, the general story, which yeah. is. It's, it's very simple. Yeah. You know, he, he got cursed. Um, uh, for overstepping bounds, you yeah, know what I mean, yeah. and then uh, he had to find his long lost love in the uh, in her reincarnated body. Yeah. One big criticism I have in this that is also my criticism in the Brendan Fraser Mummy is how these people handle uh, scrolls and archaeological artifacts. They oh, just yeah. rip these things open. Like I take more care yeah. when I'm opening a pack of magic cards. Like this thing's like right. well, thousands of years old. Yes. We we can also yeah. manhandling these things. Well, in the early nineteenth nineteen hundreds, you know, um, mummies uh, were not really handled with care. Mm. Um, you, you I could, guess that's true. You, you could buy mummies to have an unwrapping party at your house. Yeah, you would literally <laughs> a real buy, mummy. Yeah, you would buy a mummy, and then you and all your friends would just fucking unwrap them. That's so cool. Hmm. I wish we could uh, you, still do that. You could buy mummy uh, powder to use as medicine. Cool. Did it do stuff for your dick, did they say? Uh, the one thing that... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's like what it always ends up being. It's like, yeah, it'll make your dick in the, hard. In this case, it had something yeah. to do with bruising. Okay. Uh, you could use it on your skin for bruising. Okay. Uh, but I mean, like, they Seems really... pretty intense. But, but this... they really didn't, like, take take very much care of these things yeah like, it's like you know, fuck it yeah these you know, dead like, bodies uh, sell them people would buy them. them as decor okay and so it's like god huh. only knows what the fuck happened Damn. and also with all of these films right they're not really mummies because they're all buried alive they're just wrapped up and buried alive. Technically, none yes. of them ever get mummified, so none of them oh, are mummies. Huh. Not a single one of them is. Technically, yeah, you're you're correct. However, mm-hmm. mummies aren't always like they don't necessarily go through the process of of uh, Egyptian mummification. There are many sure. types of mummies out there that are fully intact as far as organs and things. Uh, so um, maybe swamp. Be, there's like there's swamp, swamp mummies. Yeah, those are pretty. That mellow. could be a cool movie. Swamp a swamp mummy. Yeah, well, there yeah, just was like in the, the, I don't the, know, just the swamp in the hammer swamp gas. The mummy, he he came from a like that's a, true, he a did bog, but that's a little different. And this okay. it, it, swamp, uh, you know, it happens. It's like a, it's just a natural mummification that happens uh, in certain uh, environments. Uh, so okay. so it can happen in the snow. It can happen in swamps. It just it's like if all the elements are correct, the body will naturally mummify. Oh, okay. Um. Which is just like it's just becomes like jerky, you know what I mean? It's not. We used to drive by this graveyard when I was a kid, and it was next to a little stream. Like the stream was, you know, there was a bank which was the graveyard, and um, my godfather would say, "All that water is seeping into that soil, and 
in that water is a lot of floating dead bodies. Cool. Um, I don't know if that's related. Yeah. Do you think <laughs> there were dead bodies in there? I think that, yeah, I can totally see that happening. It like uh, eroding away and slipping some bodies out. I think Polter some guys style. happens yeah, all exactly. the time. Yeah. I bet some kids were skipping stones and they like hit some guy's head. And that was sticking well, out I, where I'm from in Western Mass. We have the Quabbin, which is where we all get our water from. Right. And they destroyed four towns in order to make this giant reservoir hmm. for us to get our water. And, uh, when they flooded it, they obviously they dug up all the graveyards, but there's so many like unmarked graves because it was so old that there was just so many just caskets and shit just floating to the surface. Like they'd find them just all the time. Wow. Yeah. That's poltergeist well, cool. style right there. Yeah. Pretty cool. Right on. But yeah, so I mean, technically, yes, they aren't <laughs> mummified in the the uh, the sense of like the way Egyptian mummies were generally. So the, I, guess, I guess I mean the argument would be that they're just air sealed here. But what I would like would be a scientifically accurate skeleton mummy for mm-hmm. what these guys are buried alive. Give me some skeleton. We, we need more skeletons back in the horror game. Mm-hmm. Combo with a mummy. I'm seeing dollar signs. You know what I mean? I yeah. Well, the new the new mummy had skeletons in it. Mm. Those were like life force zombies. They were skeletons. Oh, they were pretty fucking awesome, man. Come on, they were kind of cool. I they like the way they, they, they twist. I thought they looked really cool. You got yeah. like the Templar knights yeah. shit going yeah. down, you know? Like, it was pretty like Jason and the Argonauts kind of. Well, yeah. Oh, like, I guess those guys were kind of skeletons. Like, those are good skeletons. It was very like Tombs of the Blind Dead. Yeah, but those guys weren't mummy skeletons. What I'm saying is I want the mummy bandages and then a skeleton. You know what I'm talking about? That kind of is like, I feel like some cartoon mummies, when when their rags are hanging, their skeletons underneath, right? Hey, I don't know. You Hey, you tell me the cartoon. The mummy gets unraveled and then, and then is only left as a skull. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think that should be the weakness to mummies. I like that. Them? Unraveling them <laughs> until they're I'm, pr- I'm, pretty, sh- I'm yeah. pretty sure in most cartoons that's how it goes. <laughs> that is. That is. Because always, it's always, I guess, usually it's, it's supernatural, right? You need some type of curse or a scroll or something like that to take care of a mummy. It's not like if a mummy, if I had to deal with a mummy, I wouldn't necessarily know outright how I should be dealing with this. Mm-hmm. Unlike all these other monsters where it's like there's, you have a pretty set idea of like what you should probably do. With a mummy, well, I would say with I'm kind of lost. I'm kind of lost. I would say. I would try unraveling it's a, it's, it. It's a safe bet that with a mummy, there's probably a scroll someplace. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere you know I mean? close. Scroll. Something. Somewhere nearby, yeah. Yeah. Somewhere nearby, there's a curse. Yeah. Scroll, <laughs> you know? You're fighting I just got to find it. trying to find the one loose piece of paper. Yeah. 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 I just keep being. Is that it? No. Oh, I just ripped a good piece. Yeah. Trying to drag him. Um, at um, this camp that I lived at as a kid, they had um, they would have like game shows that they would do for kids that were there, and I would just go and hang out and watch the game shows happen and watch these kids like compete against each other. And there was was a, this a cult? No, this was my childhood. Um, this was no, no, d- not not mutually <laughs> exclusive. <then. True. laughs> no, my my cults were like my teenage years. Th- this was like a uh, it was uh, it was I literally lived on a camp, and schools and other camps would come to this camp. And like compete against each other at night. Like in the daytime, they would all be doing different activities, swimming and hiking and ziplining and shit. And then at night, there would be like a big game show where they would the schools or camps would compete against each other. And then everyone has an ice cream social where they eat ice cream and dance. It's a great time. Um, but anyway, <laughs> one of the uh, activities was mummy wrapping. And so each school would select a kid to go. Two kids, or sorry, three kids. Right, one kid has to go and stand still, and two kids would go in with toilet paper. And it was. Um, and it was a race. It was like a 60 seconds on the clock, and whoever could get rid of the most toilet paper around them. 
and it was fun, you know. And then at the end, they'd rip out of him. <laughs> One time, I saw a kid freak out, and he, and he freaked out, and he couldn't. He was starting to get constricted, like and he was not down, and he like fell on the ground. And I don't think he was having a seizure or anything, but he was like convulsing, <laughs> and like the other principal had you, to go guys, out and help him. Did you guys make fun of him too? Oh yeah, I was dying. I was cracking up. I was just by myself watching and laughing. This kid. <laughs> Everyone else was concerned, I think, but I didn't know him, so it was just funny. Poor kid. Well, that's cruel, man. But so, yeah, mummification still happens. Me, me and my, <laughs> yeah. me and my girlfriend do that with latex. <laughs> yeah, I'm a latex mummy. Yeah, yeah. or daddy, some might say. Yeah, that's gross. You know, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yuck. Truly Sounds horrifying. Sticky. Shall we move on to the 99? Well, you truly should. Uh, yeah. So, just like to some of this, like I thought it was pretty. Good. I think it's my least favorite Universal one out of the ones I have seen. Um. I've seen Dracula, Frankenstein, Invisible Man, Wolfman, Creature, yep, and this, and uh, I think it is my least favorite, but I still liked it. I still think it's very good. But ranking with the other ones, I, I don't like it as much. Oddly enough, you know? um, one of my top ones is the Invisible Man. Hell, me too. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love the Invisible what, what Man. Would you, what would you rate it if you Sam? If you have to give it a rating out of uh, ten, uh, ten wrappings, ten wrappings. Yeah, ten uh, pieces of linen. Yeah. <laughs> um, ah, you know, it's it's I, I can't do it. Is it tough I, for you? Yeah, I can't, I can't, these are I, I can't give it a real okay. rating because as because okay. it's like I, we I, do these ratings very half-assed, and yeah, sometimes we forget for, to do them. For me, so it's really for me, not it's a big very deal. much a, a, uh, a if I'm going to rate it on iconography, yeah, ten all the way. Okay, mm, as sure. a as a entertaining film, maybe a seven. Where does know. it rank in your Universal monsters? It, much like Brandon, it's pro- it's probably lower on the list mm. okay it's um a, a lot of the universal monster movies can get a little draining um as far as like they look awesome and like yeah. everything about them is really cool but they're just not like super riveting all the time not little, the best pacing going little on self-indulgent yeah. and also the, the, the editing in this movie was pretty the cuts were weird, were really weird, jarring. Yes, I will say that I totally this felt one, the same. This one yeah. does have my very favorite title card. Yeah, the like, miniature, the 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 pyramid that spins around with the three oh, with the mummy oh, built in on cool. that. That was my favorite. Yeah. piece of this. Um, yeah, you know. But as far as uh, in comparison to everything else, it's like you know, Dracula and Frankenstein are so beautifully lit. They are like they are made with an immense amount of care, mm-hmm. um, which is why they're, they're such great movies. Um, like the production of them is amazing. This one is definitely you can see it's not the same production level, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, for me, you know, it was my first time seeing it. Um. And again, I'm not a huge Universal guy. It's just kind of a blind spot for me. So it wasn't what I expected. Uh, you know, to see. I th- I've dug the fact that it was atmospheric and eerie, and it and it relied on that a lot, which was cool. But I mean, it's an hour and thirteen minutes, and it felt really long to me. It felt just drawn out. Um. The one thing that I do like, and I want to touch on quick, was the score by James Dietrich. And what's interesting to me is. Uh, like so with with these 30 universal movies there there's not a lot of original score like um yeah the opening song that's already i've heard that a million million times it was also in dracula in the beginning right like that would just be so that became this was in this weird time when like um hitchcock and people were thinking that there was no point in having a cinematic score unless there was a source on screen for it 
So unless you walked into a ballroom and there was a band playing, there shouldn't be any music. And they also were thinking that before this, like there, sh- like in Dracula, there's not really a score unless it's there. There, there's the scene where they go into the ballroom and there's music playing. That's an actual orchestra, which I've heard they. It was originally supposed to take place in a living room and it was scored. And they said no, it has to have at, at a concert hall if there's going to be music. Um, and then also Swan Lake plays in it. Um, so, but this one actually does have some music and I wish that there was more of it because it was really cool and it's, and I did a little research of it and it was kind of like the beginning of that whole, like, um, you know, uh, quote unquote Egyptian sounding scale, which for like music nerds is what you can refer to as a Phrygian dominant or a Phrygian major, but it, it's that kind of interesting kind of, you know, like Arabic Middle Eastern kind of scale, yeah. and it's in, and it's really cool when it's in there, and it's but it's so sparse. I kept wanting to hear more of it. You know, I honestly didn't even think about it until right now. But um, do me a favor. What what year was uh was King Tut's tomb found? It was in the twenties. I know that. Um, yeah. So, because that I mean, this was made partially because there was a big fuss yeah, about. Yeah, those times we fetishized uh, Egyptian culture, like. This yes. giant there way a, there was a event. really yes. really big fad. Nineteen twenty-two. Yeah. yeah. So and, you know we had about ten years uh, for it to make its way to the U.S. and all right. that kind of stuff. So uh, during during this time there was a huge huge boom in uh, Egyptian style things. So right. there's a lot of furniture and stuff like that from this era. And I hadn't even really thought about the cult uh, it, it uh, consi- like going along with this movie. But uh, it's funny to even think about it. like. Uh, I have a friend who is a avid, uh, well, he's like a, a Ouija board expert. Hmm. And um, oh, we should do a Ouija episode and have him on. Of course, you have a friend who's a Ouija board expert. Oh, he's yeah. he's completely <laughs> ridiculous. I don't know if you made it over to the Satanic Temple in in uh, in Salem. No, I, there were so many things that I wanted to do. I only had a day there. Well, all his all his Ouija, uh, good portion of his Ouija board collection is on display at the Satanic Temple. Really? Oh, that's awesome. Um, for at least until the end of the year. Hell yeah! So oh, cool. Yeah, it's worth it's worth checking out. Yeah, um, I helped him hang it all up, so I got to like, cool. like look at them all. But there's a whole era where they went away from the original Ouija board design to these like Middle Eastern Egyptian kind of designs, and everything mm. became like Pharaoh, and, right, like, right? You know what I mean? And it's really funny to see this like kind of fad kind of come through in 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 so many different ways, right? I mean, just go to Mount yeah. Auburn Cemetery, like. Um, Around that, there's a sphinx there, you know, and like a lot of uh, they talk about the, the guy who built a lot of it. Like, yeah, he it was around that time, and he was just obsessed with like the right. Egyptian architecture, like building right. all this stuff. Yeah, then that weird. that is a really cool part about the movie: the fact that when you just consider the context, that it, a time when culture was just uh, obsessed with that kind of thing. And so I, I I like the fact that the music did evoke that, and there was a lot of like whole tone scales, which kind of. A, it's like dream sequence music, you know, it's very am, uh, ambiguous and stuff. So I, I like the score, but I just really wish there was more of it. Um, and especially in a movie that's so short and there's so much dialogue, I would have liked more. So I don't know. I, I gave this like a 6.5 for me um, because I, I totally admire its place in history and stuff, but it was a little underwhelming. And I ended up watching the Hammer Horror Mummy afterwards and just liked it way more. Mm. So I know that's not really fair to this movie, but that's just more kind of my wheelhouse. This was a little bit dry. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. The, cool. uh, the Hammer definitely has like some really fun uh, like behind-the-scenes stories. The Hammer Horror one? Oh, yeah. I mean, like Christopher Lee talks about it um, in a couple of interviews. And he's talking about like when he breaks through the window. 
That oh, was, yeah. That was just a window. Really? Yeah, he just, like, they didn't have, like, they didn't have fake glass. <laughs> That's like, you know, amazing. Like, like, <laughs> you can, it's a struggle. He is punching through that thing. Yeah, no, it was just a window. It was just, <laughs> and then and then I think the other one was that um, it's when he gets shot. Yeah, the the, the squibs break through like, the window. He didn't even like <laughs> he he wasn't well protected when the squibs happened. So he wow. was like, <laughs> Jesus, he's getting burned and shit. And uh, yeah. Oh man, interesting. Yeah, I know we're not gonna cover that one on here, but um, for it's a good one. It, it's really good, man. It, it it was my favorite out of all the movies that we talked about today from 1959. And and I just feel like that's more synonymous with like the pop culture mummy that we all know. Like this one just wasn't. This one growing up around knowing what the mummies was. This was it had that it was like the backstory of what I know about mummies, but none of the actual mummy. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things where it's like I feel like its reputation. Uh really went beyond what it was you yeah. know what i mean because this set off on a whole, like what we know as mummy films like this is right. the first one and then you get the lon chaney ones and then you get the hammer ones and then you have oh there's a whole mess of them in the 90s all all of the well there was the mummy uh trilogy and then there's all the oh no even scorpion before that, king ones even before, before all that, that? there was like some really shitty uh I, I actually think there is one that is called um bram stoker's the mummy Really? Yeah, I'm not even joking. What? Yeah. And he didn't write a mummy book. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's great. Um, oh, man. Um, <laughs> Tales from the Dark Side, I think, has a mummy. Yeah, and there's oh, a, tale, a mummy part. The Tales from the Dark Side that was one good one. terrified me. When yeah, was that was great. I just remember because there's the whole scene where the woman comes into the house and there's the brain in the bowl because <laughs> the mummy pulled it out of Hell her yeah. boyfriend. Yeah, dude, you're right. 1997. Yeah. Bram Stoker's <laughs> Bram. Le- Legend of the Mummy. So just like, they're just piggy- That's amazing. They're just piggybacking on Bram Stoker's Dracula and just pretending. That's yeah, they're, so they're like, crazy. The poster is terrible. It's, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Ugh. That's one of the worst mo- posters I've ever The best seen. part is that they used the Bram Stoker's Dracula font. Yeah. <laughs> oh my for the God. mummy. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, I want to watch that. that. It's like yeah, whoever, whoever produced too. this movie was just like, yeah, just throw uh, throw Bram Stoker on there. Yeah, fuck you it. Know, yeah, it's like, I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, you know what it does say <laughs> he here for the it. synopsis? It says um, uh, Louis Gossett Jr. stars in this retelling of Bram Stoker's Jewel of the Seven Stars, in which an ages-old mummy is awakened and takes revenge on everyone in an old Gothic mansion. So it's maybe based on something. It, it's still taking know. some liberties. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But I guess there is some source material for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, look, Ancient Evil, Scream of the Mummy. I haven't heard of any of these. Yeah, there's a bunch in the 90s. I don't know why it was like a... It, like it, This was like prior to right. the, the Brendan Fraser Mummy. The Mummy Lives, 1993. Interesting. Cool. All right. We do... We definitely going to move on to the next... Uh, the next Mummy. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. All right. Cool. So let's do it. Uh, Brendan Fraser, uh, Mummy, 
Pot. Pot. <laughs> Mu- the mum. The mummy. You want to do it again? We'll say the mum. Mummy. One, two, three. three four, the, mummy. the mummy. The mummy. All right, we're gonna move on from the mummy <laughs> and take a look at the mummy. Yeah. All right. Let's the 1999. Yes, the year mummy. of our Lord. The year of so many great things. Um, this was directed by Stephen Summers. Um, it stars you know him, I know him. Uh, Brandon was named after him, Brendan Fraser. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. <laughs> no, I wish. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> His parents were really yeah. good Encino man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and he's Change doing around. He's doing well now. Um, he's Rick O'Connell. Uh, Rachel Weiss is mm-hmm. uh, Evie. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Hanna is what? Double double dop Englishman. Jonathan. Uh, Arnold Vuslu as uh, Emotep. Uh, Kevin J O'Connor Benny as Benny. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Hyde as Dr. Alan Chamberlain. Uh, Oded Fair is the guy who plays Ardeth Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't bunch of other guys too. Um, I thought who is the guy that plays the main mummy guy? That's that's it, oh yeah, Ar- yeah. Arnold Voslo. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was Billy Zane. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> that's uh, so I have like some questions from Facebook, and that's that was one of them. Is like, how does everyone else think that's Billy Zane too? Like, I totally yeah. thought that's who it was. <laughs> wow. Basically, the only other thing I've ever seen that guy do is he took over the role of Darkman in the Darkman. Oh, sequels. okay. Oh, nice. He also he's a uh, Zoltan in uh, the GI Joe movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Zartan. 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 Yeah. He was in something else that I just saw recently, too. Oh, uh, well, Titanic. No, Billy, Billy Zane. Is... That's Billy Zane. I know. I know what I'm saying. Yeah. Actually, Billy Zane. Yeah, yeah. The Phantom. Um, um, Back to the Future. Yeah. Back to the Future. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, okay. So, yeah. So, um, uh, this is out in um, uh, 99. Uh, synopsis on IMDb is an American serving in the French Foreign Legion on an archaeological dig at the ancient city of. Uh, Hamanaptra accidentally awakens a mummy that wreaks havoc on him and his crew. Whoops. Yeah. I I love this movie so much. I absolutely adore this yeah. movie. Yeah. Great. We all love this movie. <laughs> I, I have very, glad. very fond memories of this movie going to see it in the theater. Did any of you guys see this on Mother's Day when it came out? Uh, I don't know that I saw it on the day that it came out. Or, or just the... It came out on, uh, well, okay, May 7, 99, but it was Mother's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a conversation with somebody recently about it. Uh, I was just about the mummy. I don't know. Maybe we're talking about how we we're going to do a podcast on it. And, um, they were like, yeah, I saw it with my mom on mother's day. And I was like, I also saw it with my mom on mother's day. I, oh, I made my mom take me and my friend to it. I was like, that's makes me a pretty shitty kid. <laughs> I, w- I went with my, my childhood best friend who I'm still best friends with. Yeah. Uh, nice. And we, we, we went and saw all the movies that were coming out at this time. Like it was either his parents or my parents would go with us in 1999. Yeah. That was a pretty heavyweight year for anticipation. Like, forget like the Matrix. Is that Matrix, yeah. Phantom Menace. Nice, yeah. Blair Witch Project. I don't think I saw this in theaters. I think actually pretty sure I got it. You, you remember like Columbia House, how you used to like you could sign up and get like yeah. 10 movies for a yeah, dollar yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that, an insane amount of movies and we got Mommy was one of them and then I was like addicted to this movie. Yeah. I love oh, it. Oh, it was so much fun when it came out, man. This, this was like the action blockbuster of the summer. This yeah. is also like a really big step as far as uh, cgi stuff went yeah man you know and i was thinking that watching it the effects in this some of them look better than in the phantom it's Menace, not as bad as you would think it would be oh no for for a movie that is at this point i mean it's what it's how many how, well it's like it's it's a, yeah 16 years old <laughs> 
Yeah. It took us all while yeah. to figure that one out. We're not. <laughs> Math. Yeah. We're, Except 16 is not, we're still not, not on the, the right answer. Yeah. We're, we're not on this podcast <laughs> we're to talk horror, numbers. We're horror nerds. We don't, yeah. we don't, know. We don't do math. We're not here to do math. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. 18 uh, years. Yeah. It was almost 20 years okay, old. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That, that, um, that is pretty impressive. Some of the scenes where you see the mummy's face in the sand and stuff yeah, look I, good. I actually think that they had the... It's one of those things where it's like they had the right idea where they used it to enhance things that right. they couldn't do with practical effects. Because, I mean, all of like the mummies, uh, minions, like the priests and stuff, mm-hmm. are, I mean, they're all stunt dudes in suits. Mm-hmm. And, and that stuff looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that really looks bad is like the ghostly visage thing that goes like possess an ox and a moon in the beginning. Even, even that, and I like, feel like it works. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it works fine. But Emotep looks, I think, great. When hey, he's like the mummy, yeah, the, yeah. the actual mummy. Yeah, the, sca- the, scarabs the scarabs look pretty scarabs cool. Are, the scarabs are like, creepy. The, I think actually the worst effect is the scarabs under the skin. Oh, really? Yeah. That, yeah. that shit scared me as oh, a kid, when, man. When it came oh. out, I, I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. But I, looking at it now, it's like I think that's like the weakest. Yeah, I was thinking something similar. But yeah, I mean, they all like, they do the job and they're not distracting, which is, the, mm-hmm. which is a big thing. Like this movie's just fun, man. I watched it again. It's I was so having, much I had fun. so much. I was, I was like, man, I, I loved this movie as a kid. I was like, it's gonna seem so cheesy and dumb now. Totally holds up. Still, it's just like an adventure ride. It's charming. Yeah. There are, there are yeah. times where it's, it's like legitimately like the comedy hits are like are the comedy beats funny. are like pretty funny. Right. Oh yeah. yeah they're like great. Yeah. Uh, him and Benny. Like Benny, like Benny is like is great. Ben, Brandon Fraser is so Benny. charming. Uh, Jonathan like, is also a good. Yeah. You know, right, yeah. bumbling English guy. Ben, fucking Benny, man. Benny is the most. Benny is just like a fucking cartoon, like Wiley e. Coyote. What is the thing where he's always like, his head is spinning oh, around his eyes. O'Connor. Oh, O'Connor. Yeah, we have so all the horses. Benny, you're on the wrong side of the river. Oh. And then the only th- and the only other thing that I know that dude from is Lord of Illusions. Oh yeah, he was in Lord of Illusions. He's the main character. Oh like, man, it, I don't. I barely him. recognize him. Yeah, I haven't seen yeah, that in it's so him long. And Scott Oh man, he is a creepy looking guy. Wow. Yeah, he's got that little like John Waters mustache in this. Like, oh, and he's yeah. such a coward. Oh my god, yeah, he was in um, he... There Will Be Blood. He was um the br- the, the brother. brother? Yeah. yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right, Benny. Yeah. He's just great at just being a piece of shit. Yeah. 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 He's such a coward. He has like yeah, just he has coward. a talisman for I, every I, religion, yeah, just to like that, like. I, I specifically remember sure. that being like a big laugh. Yeah. In the theater, he's going you know over I mean? it. He's, yeah. yeah. He's like picks up the first one and he's like. Yeah. Then he moves up the next one. He moves like, oh, a Jew. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. let me right. uh, the language of the slaves. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Let me... <laughs> yeah. That yeah. Was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucked up. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. There was another uh, the other moment like that where I was just like, oh shit, <laughs> was when the uh, uh, the the curator of the museum comes in uh, after uh, Evie knocks over all the bookcases. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Sons of the Pharaohs, yeah. Send me frogs. It's like, yeah. oh, send God. me locusts. Okay, like, yeah, let's lay any it. any plague. But you was like, we knew you were talking about the plague. You yeah. don't have to like he like it's let's like, lean it. into it You're three in times. Egypt. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh man, this, I think out of the three of these movies, this is the mummiest of the mummies. <laughs> the mummiest? That they would say is the mummy. Would you say that this is the daddy of the mummy? The daddy, <laughs> yeah, this is the daddy of the Stop mummies. Because it's, you're getting some hardcore Egypt shit like the mm. whole time. 
Like, I, you really just feel it. Like, they're just take, oh, taking place a lot in ruins and the whole things in Egypt. Like, uh, it's not that the, the first the one look, wasn't, the look of it, but, like, the there's so much really there. Cool. Yeah, you, you really know, feel like, it. I really like some, like, the, like, it, it, even though the effects are, like, iffy at this point, but, you know, like, the scenes of, like, the ancient Egyptian cities were really fun. You're cool, yeah. You know, like, these big, you know, metropolis yeah. kind of things of, of ancient Egypt were kind of neat. And then... uh. You know, watching this like back to back with the 1931 one, because I, I, you know, I sat down and I watched all three of these um, just as a refresher. But watching them back to back, you know, there's these really fun callbacks. Yeah. Uh, to to the original one, um, including the line about the Pharaoh's daughters. Nice. Uh, Does he say? Well, he, he says he got, like maybe he got a little too frisky with the fr- the Pharaoh's daughters, which. Oh, is yeah. Yeah. Get a, gay, a little gay with some virgins. Yeah. Yeah. You should have said that. And then, um, and then there's also the part where uh, Benny is uh, moderating the conversation between him and the guy with no eyes, no tongue, and he goes to touch him, and he says oh. something about it being like a I doesn't like to be touched. Yeah. Um, forgive me, it's something about his culture. Or yeah, it's like, like an Eastern. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. I know Eastern, which, yeah. which was like right. something that uh, Karloff says in in the original one. Right. So I was like, yeah, that's that's, that's cool that they like yeah. you know, pulled these little pieces. Yeah, it, it paid homage more than the new new one did. I felt like for some reason that's like one of my favorite scenes. Actually, is because he's in the mask and mm. he's there, and then like the yeah, the guy has his no eyes and it's his really tongue. Creepy. He's like he yeah. thanks you for his eyes and also for your tongue and like, but he needs the rest. Like it's yeah creepy. The mask is with a cool outfit on. Yeah, totally. Like, it's cool. That was a scene that stuck this out to me. Super as a creepy. Kid too. Yeah, this, this when you say like yeah, oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's it, helpless. It was creepy, man. This movie like really does do a good job, I think, of balancing action with some horror elements. Yeah, there it's, is definitely some strong. They keep the strong movie, horror a little bit. There is, yeah. I mean, it's creepy. Yeah. The guy yeah. with no eyes when he's stumbling around in the dark with no eyes. There's some genuine scary parts to this, and when you think it's like, I, I don't even, I can't consider the nineteen. 19- 32 on like a horror movie to me it's just not a horror movie it's it's a 1930s horror movie okay you know what i mean yeah. it, it, it falls in line with it's with, eerie and yeah. atmospheric but it, it, it and that's just my to, to me I, I don't look as horror you know what i well, mean well absolutely but i mean at this point this was not an era of uh movies about killers but i think like even that. compared to dracula and stuff like that it was less of a horror movie you know in I, the traditional i, I mean sense. honestly i think it's on par yeah, I mean, all of all of the the classic ones are very very tame as far as like how horrific they are. They're creepy. Yeah, but they're not horrific. I guess that's true. And I think the '99 Mummy was the first time that we really got like how horrific this could be. Right. Um, with the exception of the Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah, uh, that we were talking about. There's earlier. a lot of icky moments. A lot of moments you're like, Egh. yeah, you know. There's no, a little no, bit and, of body, body and, horror. And, so. and when. Um, and when Evie runs into the guy with no tongue and no eyes, yeah. you know, it's also it's very like, oh God, like that, like you feel horrible for this guy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I will say that Emotep made a bad choice in taking the eyes from the guy who needed glasses. Right. <laughs> but, um, but I love a lot of the scenes in the tombs. Like I think that yeah, it's it's it it works out really well, and uh. You get a lot of cool moments, and there's a lot of really good acting in this, including from Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser's good in he's it, man. He's amazing. He's, he's funny. Yeah. He's charming. Like You wanted to he, be him in yeah. 1999. He had the haircut, oh, yeah. man. He was the guy. He yeah. was the cool guy. And it's just, it's so upsetting because, like, after all this, like, he doesn't really have much of a career after no. the main movies. He had a bunch of stuff in between that he 
kind of get cast in some like pretty shitty movies. Well, yeah. towards the end, like of the at this hate at the time, Monkey yeah. Bone was a triumph, but yeah, yeah Bedazzled and like the Do Right, right. Like George's Jungle was fun. I liked that one. Well, I was he a became kid, but... like a self parody, and this movie was before that. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. a comedic. He he had comedic beats, but he wasn't a joke. He was still an action hero that you believed yeah. in and liked. Yeah. And that was what we were saying. Is like if you look at the history of Brendan Fraser movies, it's like, wh- who picked this dude to be like an action star randomly? Right. But you know, at the but, same, he's, but it worked. But, with but this. it worked really well. And um, I go as far to say that I really, in regardless of the massive issues, I still really enjoyed the sequel to this one. I like the oh, second the one. Oh, the sequel's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the CGI is, is laughable. Oh, it's it's horrendous. Yeah. The, 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 pig, the pygmy guys don't look very good. Like the, pig, uh, the pygmy guys are not uh, the problem. It, it, it's, it's, the it's, it's the Scorpion. Yeah, King. yeah, it's yeah. The so... Scorpion King's a lot say, of control. Like, it's know, still <laughs> fun. It's still yeah, fun oh, movie. Yeah. Yeah. I just wish that The Rock was what he is now yeah. when that movie was made because they would have used him less as like a novelty. Right. You and and, I mean? and he, he can act comedic and be an action guy. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I find him quite enjoyable now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but back then, I was just like, "Ugh, why are they putting the Rock in this?" You he know, was, he was just a, it was a gimmick. Of, it, was, it was a gimmick because yeah. he was really big in the wrestling world. At the right? Time. Yeah. Um, but but back to the '99 one, you know, this movie holds up. I mean, yeah, it, it really absolutely does. holds up, even even with like the special effects like being iffy at parts. Mm-hmm. Like overall, it's like I still thoroughly enjoy watching this movie. Yeah. All the time. The pacing is great. You mm-hmm. know, it, it just, it's like an, there's no lulls, you know, it really just, it's like a fucking, it's a thrill ride is how I would describe oh, yeah. it. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't let up. It, it keeps you invested in it. There's enough to make you kind of on the edge of your seat, root for the good guy. It, it gives me like everything I want in an action mm-hmm. movie, you know, the horror beats, comedy beats. And so did you guys know that it's got a pretty crazy like backstory that there was a lot of different directors that were being considered for this and they, and a lot of different um routes they were going to take with it they it was going to be a hard horror for a time it, I, do you guys know anything about this you you might know more than me you don't know about this mm. it took them a while to land on steven summers and make it an action movie it, it was going to be like a horror movie and they didn't like that and they had some big names i've got to look it up but they had some big names and it just kind of for whatever reason just kept not working out and the steven summers just took it in a totally different direction what, oh, very indiana he, jones has yeah. he done anything else Stephen Summers, I, it's the first time I know I, I've heard his name. He did Van Helsing from two thousand four. That's not a <laughs> not much of no. I mean he he, he he did the the second one and he did the Scorpion King. Um, that's you know kind of yeah. I guess what he's known for. Um, mm-hmm. GI Joe, he did. Oh uh, yeah. Um, okay, so he's done some. Sh- he he yeah he hasn't done. So he's done much. some shitty action movies. <laughs> some shitty action movies. Um, Catch Me If You Can, he did. Oh, oh, the '89 version. Okay. Oh, okay, I don't Which know that not, one. Not the Spielberg one. Well, um, obviously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did not direct the Steven Spielberg one. Just let you know, Deep Rising. So he did some shitty action movies that yeah. that are mostly uh, like well, late I mean, '90s. Th- this is one of these cases where it's like it's just kind of a perfect storm where everything kind of worked out, and it's like you know you didn't really have any huge name actors in it aside from Brendan Fraser, but everybody in it is holds up their end, and that's really phenomenal right i don't think there, there's not anybody in that movie that i'm like oh why the fuck did they even like why is this person in this you know what i mean yeah everyone everyone, everyone plays, did good everybody did well their part perfectly uh i got some questions uh here from the facebook well these ones are all from logan here uh do you think benny deserved to die i would say 100 percent yes he's oh, yeah, a of course coward Sleep and aided coward. in the 
the death of many in uh, helping Emotep re- he re- reclaim He's his mortality. He's a weaselly, He's a weaselly selfish. horrible person. Um, but in the same sense, if any of us were faced with this uh, this hungry mummy, yeah. we, we would yeah, probably yeah, do what we needed to do. I would be trying to find a way to kill like it, though, secretly. Himself too. Like, um, Benny's like, you came back with a new friend. Yeah. And he's like, um, he says, I'd rather be at the devil's right hand than in his way or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of yeah. in his path. And you're kind of like, okay, yeah. No, no, it makes sense. I mean, yeah. but it's also like everything's in character with him. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, second question, how they managed to make Brendan Fraser so damn cool? I think he just is. I think we kind of already answered that question. I think the vest um, and the hair. Yeah, he looks great. Like holding two guns, it's cool. Yeah, the uh, two the two revolvers. Uh, badass. Would you rather? It's also, it's also the leather <laughs> leather wrist cuff. Oh yeah, like he has that, that one really for like rest a rifle on. You know, yeah, if you needed yeah. to. Um, yeah. Would you rather a scarab beetle crawl into your skin or get the life sucked out of you by Emotep? I uh, Emotep. I would take the Emotep. I'm not trying to get eaten alive. I would go for the scarab because they show that you can cut it out. Oh, yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah, you can cut it out. Mm, but if you can't, once, if, you, if once, it gets away once, from you, that's gonna re- that's gonna be wicked painful. But I guess you, yeah, there's a chance. I would. You, know, you have a chance. Yeah, yeah you have you a have chance. You will you're fucked. Yeah, you're just fucked. Yeah, I wonder what it feels like. Yeah, and then his last question was obviously. Uh, did anyone else spend a good portion of their life thinking Emotep was Billy Zane? Yep. Yep. <laughs> nope. A good portion of my week. <laughs> and then uh, here's a good one that I would like to address a little more is from Dave Robinson. Uh, why does Hollywood feel they can abandon Brendan Fraser? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, he, he, he tunes back in action. Yeah, he made some bad movies, but like I thought he was a really good actor, and now it's it's so sad. Uh, I was I was saying to Sam outside, he has to pay nine hundred thousand dollars a year in alimony to his ex-wife, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, oh. which is pretty rough because uh, that's like kind of the money he was making, you know, at the time uh, that they got divorced, and he kind of doesn't really have that anymore. There is this uh, interview with him. It's for AOL. I don't know why AOL still even exists. Uh, it's from last year because mm-hmm. uh, he was on this show called The Affair. It's a half-hour-long interview. And he is just visibly uh, melancholy. Like, yeah, I mean, person. seems like he went through. Some it's depression. really upsetting and hard to like watch. He's just like trying to talk about the show, and it's he's so like he got really big and like bloated too. He didn't dead. like he didn't look healthy. Yeah. It looked like he probably had some drugs. And I don't know or something. I want him. I think he deserves like. I would have seen him get kind of like a Michael Keaton kind of the comeback, like some yeah. just like someone throw him. Yeah, there's still time. Yeah, throw, there's still time, there always man. is. He like can, he Mickey Rourke, Michael yeah. Keaton. There's always there. They can happen. Like if he can just get like one real big role to like to you know gain him back. back. <laughs> yeah, he did. Of course he was. <laughs> of course he would though. You know. Yeah, um, Michael Keaton's he, on the right path right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Brendan Fraser. You know, I think that um, you know he's somebody's got to give him a chance. Yeah, um, which will take it some time, but somebody will. And yeah, I, I think he has. I, I think there'll be an opportunity for him. I think so. I hope you so. Know, I adore him. The, the 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 third Mummy movie though was not the opportunity. Yeah, um, right, right. Of course, I, you're not going to say no to that though. You know, no. Like, and, yeah. and, and I, and, I know it's his fault. And it's just a bummer <laughs> that they waited so long. Yeah, because like I mean, if that movie right. had come out a couple years after, uh, the Mummy two, the Scorpion King one, you know it. It could have done okay. When did it come out? Because I don't even think it I saw it. Came out like ten years after. Yeah, that's I way mean, too long. Late. People aren't people don't care anymore. And, and, you know? and uh, Rachel Weisz wasn't even in it, right? Rachel Weisz. Yeah. Rachel Weisz didn't want to do it, so they replaced her with another actress. Who, again, like the only thing I think I've seen her in is Coyote Ugly. Huh. Um, and and they put Jet Li in it. 
Yeah. Right. Wait, was this the 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 the, tomb, the emperor's tomb or yeah, Dra- yeah, uh, dragon, yeah, yeah. dragon tomb? Emperor. Dragon emperor. Dragon yeah. emperor. Yeah, yeah that which had like good. really bad CGI yetis in it, and right. like it, I, I mean, it was a mess. It. it was just a mess. It didn't make mm. like it could have been fun. It, they were, I mean, they were definitely trying to go for like you know, this is just one of the many adventures that they go on with mummies, right? For some reason, but um, yeah, it, I just I think it would have been it wouldn't have been good, but it would have been better. Had they done it sooner? Yeah, of course. I mean, they had time to make a fucking Scorpion King trilogy before the yeah. third one comes Which out. Which do feature Billy Zane. Really? <laughs> yes, Billy Zane is in, uh, I think, Scorpion King 2. Nice. Circle. And The Rock would come to replace him in Journey to Sanity Earth 2. Yeah, uh, you're right. Boy. All coming back do around. The, do you think The Rock and Billy Zane just have like a... Like a beef, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. They look fuck Brandon yeah, Fraser, dude. Brandon, yeah, fuck Brandon. Yeah, they they orchestrated his demise. Oh, so check this out, um, Brandon. You'll like this. I found right. out the two directors that were attached to originally direct mm-hmm. Clive Barker. Really? Yes. What? It was what would that be a, like? It was intended to be a low budget horror film. Um, been erotic. He had an idea. Yeah. He had yeah. a vision for the film that was violent, um, with the story revolving around the head of a contemporary art museum who turns out to be a cultist trying to reanimate mummies. I want to see that movie. Right. Huh. Um, and then the second director, who after that he he signed off, was George Romero, and it was going to be a zombie wow. style horror movie. Wow. And those are con- way different. movies. And Universal thought it was going to be too scary. They wanted it yeah. to appeal more to kids. And yeah, then, of course. And then hey, I mean, it I worked, get it. it yeah, it worked. Yeah, it worked. And they were really happy with Stephen Summers, and they let him direct the, the second one. But the, I mean, damn, that's interesting. And who knows, man? I mean, ob- I don't think we're going to see it. <laughs> Obviously, not a George Romero one or a Clive Barker one at this point. But it's like you, you still could. I mean, if in time after the wounds have healed from this one, I would love to see just a straightforward creepy horror mummy that it does not. I mean, not also an you, it movie. doesn't have to be the mummy for people to just make a mummy movie. Yeah. You know, like this to just true. just yeah. go after like yeah. that as a monster. But on that, yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to the elephant in the room. Yeah, let's get on to it. Uh, right. You guys want to do ratings real quick? How yeah, many, I'll uh, give it a nine. Yeah, no, nine out of ten. You guys are going nine. nine. I love nine. it. I love yeah, it so I much, man. Yeah, I love it. Oh, I enjoy wow. it so much every time. <laughs> like, it's great. Damn, I was going to yeah. go eight, man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, shit. I can't argue with that either, man. This is a movie that, me that is really fun. I'd go 8.5 on this for sure. Hell yeah. Yeah. Here we go again. That's from the second one. <laughs> We're back doing this. All right. Baby, let's cruise away from here. Don't be confused. The way is Mummy. 
three, two, right. one. Um, mummy. mummy. Moving on from yeah. the mummy and the mummy, we are now closing with the mummy. Mm-hmm. Um, this was this year, 2017, unless you're listening to this podcast in the future, in which this was back in 2017, um, directed by Alex Kurtzman. It's his first time. Again, um, this is a, a situation where that guy got in a little over his head. A little bit, huh? You know, let's just, you know, bank an entire franchise reboot on a first-time well, I mean, director. N- well, let's be... L- I mean, he had some valid uh, credits when it came to, like, I mean, like... Uh, what the, has this guy done? The Star Trek movies. Um, directed? No. No, he wrote Ro- it. Yeah, he always writes with uh, oh. or- or- Orchie, Roberto Orchie. Did he... He was, like, with Lost, too. Like, you know, write Lost. Yeah, and this guy yeah. is another one of the... Yeah. He, I mean, he's very hit or miss. He looks like a little chinchilla. Yeah, he's a weird-looking little dude. Yeah, he helped like uh, I think a lot with the Transformers movies. Yeah. He's read a lot of those. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Um, yeah. wrote the Transformers. So yes, he, this was his first time directing, but I had high hopes that he could okay. pull something. Okay. Off. So this movie, and will let me just say, it stars Tom Cruise. It stars Morgan. yeah, it's Tom Cruise, Jake Johnson, Russell Crowe. That's all you're gonna know. Yep. Uh, yeah. And who, yeah. And who's the mummy? Oh, uh, whatever her... I don't remember her name, but she's uh, great. Sophia But Butella? Is she's that great. Is you say her name? I believe so. She's very cool. She has, she has a cool look. She, is, she, has, she acts with her body very well. Very foxy. She, yeah, foxy, seductive. She's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Annabelle Wallace as Jenny Halsey. Awful. Tom Cruise's horribly awkward love interest. <sighs> okay. This her, her dad? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Tom Cruise... I just had enough of this little weirdo. Tom Cruise is awful. So this movie is way more... It's definitely like a remake of the Frasier Mummy, I feel like, way more than I, I think the original. Like, I think that this... Like, where this like trying to be, like, fun, like, well, Indiana Jones thing. And there's a lot of, like... Uh, of course, I'm going to do homages to, like, both of them. But, like, they do a lot to, to the Frasier one, too. Um, they have like a the face in the sand. That you see the Book of the Dead too okay. for a second. The, like, book, the Book of the Dead yeah. is, is obviously yeah. a nod. Yeah, like, I mean that was put there as an Easter egg, just mm-hmm. like fun kind of shit. Which also, if you ask me, is kind of a fun thing where it's just like, okay, well, you know, that one happened too. Yeah, yeah. You know no, what I mean? Doing, like this is this yeah. is now. This is you know, um, I really enjoyed this movie, and the when it comes to the Tom Cruise aspect, you know, I unapologetically enjoy. The later Mission Impossible movies, and I really enjoyed uh, like Rogue Nation. Yeah, what I mean, like the later movies are actually really enjoyable. I thought Rogue Nation. I only saw the first one to be fair from Mission Possible. The first one's actually any any, any other ones. You should watch. You skip over number two. Yeah, when you get when you get Metallica doing the Mission Possible thing (laughs) for no particular reason. Oh yeah, oh I remember the video. Super extreme, super extreme. (laughs) Bro, J.J. Uh, Abrams did the third one, didn't he? J.J. Abrams steps nice. in in the it's third really one. It's really good, and it's really good. I I, I'm, I like the third and fourth more than the first and second. Yes, no, no. The it, it, when you get to the third one, um, the couple that come, the, like everything that came after that was really, really enjoyable and good. Um, and then you had uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Which, that was great. Which was a, Edge of Tomorrow is cool. It's it cool. was a, a phenomenal movie, and yeah. it, you know, it was like I was like, oh. I guess I kind of like Tom Cruise. So when when it came up that he was going to be in this movie, I wasn't turned away. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't put off by that. Yeah. Um, I wasn't thrilled about it because I knew that it was going to he him being in it was going to overshadow everything else. Do you think they did it for any other reason than an A-list celebrity and box office? I 100% honestly think that it was in uh limbo 
I think the movie was in limbo and Tom Cruise was just like, you know what? I'll put my production company on this and we'll do it. But I got to be in it. Right. And I think that's what happened. I think that um, I think that backers were were kind of like iffy on the entire thing and they started dropping and, you know, somebody talked to Tom Cruise and was like, hey, we want to make this mummy movie, you know, maybe if you want to if you're interested. And mm-hmm. I think I think the only reason the movie got made was because Tom Cruise's production company put it out. Uh, make, oh, I, said, didn't, I didn't know that they they put it out. Yeah, he apparently he had a lot to do with like the the whole he just his input through the editing right. process and everything. Yeah. He had a lot yeah, he was, of, he had a he lot was, to he was say in this movie. That's super obnoxious. Strange. I mean, um, I'm not into that, man. It's Tom, I mean, Tom Cruise is such a little weirdo. You know, he was back there probably like, Oh, you know, like, oh uh, instead of a uh, mummy, what if he did uh, Cthulhu? Uh, yeah. Have you guys read this? Uh, L. Ron Hubbard. Uh, yeah. Cthulhu is very scary. Uh, Tom Cruise. He's a very, Tom Cruise is good in certain things. He's like a very limited actor. He's someone who I look at like Bruce Willis or something like they're good when you use them as, them, as Tom Cruise. As that. Tom yeah. Cruise plays Tom Cruise. Like, he's not anything else. I absolutely agree. And, and in, I think him, even in this, like, being, like, a shitty, like, kind of criminal was, yeah. like, kind of weird. Yeah. Like, didn't make, and, and, like, and trying to be, Tom like, Cruise clever and funny. The amount of, yeah. like... It didn't seem like Tom Cruise. There were so many beats in this movie that were supposed to be, like, funny that were just, like, ugh. Yeah. Like, yeah, totally. Ugh. A lot of ugh. Like... I stop. I am also, you know, I will say this, and I don't think that this is an excuse, uh, but I think that this movie is actually a lot better upon reviewing. Um, I enjoyed it. You see, you so how many times have you seen it? Uh, four or five. Really? Damn. Yeah. All right. You like it more the more you see it? Yeah, I do. Because I, you know what, I, I was, I thought about that myself. I saw it once last night. And I did think I was entertained th- throughout this movie, and I was like, you know, it, it moves. It's like got a breakneck pace. I would, I would watch it again. I, I didn't hate it by any means. It felt weird. It felt like it didn't know. Whereas the Mummy from '99 knew what it wanted to be it was an action movie, the, horror yeah. beats. This movie just the, felt so conflicted. The, to the me. tone of this movie, there's it the can't tone is weird. figure it, out it can't what figure the out. fuck yeah. is happening. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the big difference is that in '99, uh, this was kind of uncharted territory. Right. Whereas now it's kind of old hat, yeah. And um, the there are so many good elements of this movie. Um, I really, really, really love the backstory. I I absolutely think it's I think it's wonderful, and I like that it is not Emotep again, mm-hmm. because who's to say that Emotep isn't out there? Yeah, right. Somewhere, you know what I mean. But her particular backstory i think is so cool and i thought it was such a great um sort of uh women get the the short end of the stick kind of a thing where Mm. you know she's been trained her entire life her dad knocks up the slave girl and has a son and then she's out on out on her ass Mm -hmm. and obviously instead of taking that she does something about it and then she becomes Mm -hmm. a monster which, you know, in itself is like, you know, there's a whole lot to unpack there. Right. Plot-wise, I didn't really under even stand the opening because she could have... I don't understand why she needed to, like, make a deal with Set if she's just going to stab her dad and a baby. Like, you should just kill the um, baby. It's I, pretty I, easy to kill a baby and I, have no one know. I will say... <laughs> like, you can get right away with that. Yeah. Like, I, and, and they I, take care of her when she does get, like, tattooed and her powers or whatever. There's, like, blow darter and it's like, yeah. 
It's not that. Well, I'm like, I, what I, is, I, I don't honestly understand. think that I don't think that she had it in her. Yeah. To do something that awful. Yeah. And she Fair was looking, okay. looking for another way. Okay. And the, it, it happened to go that way. I don't think her plan was like, I'm going to get possessed with the powers of Set and start doing this thing so I can kill my dad and my baby brother and okay. his lover. Looking for the chutzpah and, to, yeah, to, to, to yeah. do what needs and to be I, done. And I, think, and I think it went, okay. it went a little I'll accept differently that. than yeah. what she accept, like, was expecting. Um, I like the... In general, like I like everything to do with the mummy. Personally. But so you, so you like that those backstories uh, about the mummy. Yeah, I, I, and I love. I even loved that the uh, the Crusade Knights found this stuff mm-hmm. and like. You I know, like and took it with them. I like that aspect. I, I like the thing with the, the the fake news clips, and they're like, mm-hmm. "London is basically on a tomb." On yeah, a yeah, that was and very cool. I, to and me. I thought that was a like when I first saw that, I was just like, "You know what? That's a really fucking cool idea." That's a cool concept. You know, it's, right it's, there. it's there are fucking dead bodies everywhere, and layers and layers of them. Yeah, and that was cool. And I wish they got a little more into that. But to me, it's just like the the backstory with these mummy movies. Oh, it's, sometimes it just gets so clunky and like. Oh, I forgot who Anakanula is, and I, I, she's not Amit Makmino, and it's just—I I, I just sound racist. Now. Yeah, you do. you do. You really do. But um, I just <laughs> <laughs> really the, the, it, oh. it, it's the names and the dialogue. In another language? Because, because, I don't get it. I mean, I mean, bo- <laughs> bo- bo- <laughs> it just seemed clunky, and just like even now we hear you but, guys talk about the backstory. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I guess that did happen. But I mean, in this case, like, I mean, I I don't understand how you can say that this is particularly clunky the only person you need to pay attention to was her but that backstory seemed a little clunky to me it was it was it, it, it got was just like everything ex- out of the way though it's yeah, like you didn't was... need to worry about who anybody else was even in the 99 one you need to know who the fuck anuxum moon is right you know and what even i mean that, even that is to me it's but still in the, like, in it's, this it's case, clunky it is in this case you don't need like she doesn't have an attachment and well, she's got she's got her the guy the guy that she wants to be her like yeah but he didn't have a specific name set Set. No, this, well, this was she an embodiment like, of set? I thought that was the plan the was, was to become yes, yes. to make but an embodiment I'm of set. The dude that she's straddling oh, about yeah. to stab, you don't know who the fuck that yeah, is. Yeah, right, it right, doesn't right. matter. Okay. He's just a vessel. Yeah. And the only reason that you learn find out about that is because Tom Cruise essentially takes his place in the modern day. Mm-hmm. Um I the, my biggest complaint um is Tom Cruise. I, I think that if you had about 60% less Tom Cruise, this would have been a way better movie. Mm. Uh, and and that's just because he kind of overshadows everything that's going yeah. on. He's too he's too known. He's too big of a face. Um, There's too much of close-ups of his intense face with him doing that fast yeah. run that he does. And Tom Cruise I don't know. I hate run that. Away from the, what, the, the scene when they were running away from the explosions at the end, when everything kept exploding right behind them, it got like comical. You know, uh, when the, when when he's running, um, you're talking about the the sand. Yes, the glass okay. sand. That well, was just ridiculous. First of all, I think the the sand yeah, thing. Yeah, sand and the glass. Well, it's all glass. Glass right. is made out of sand. Okay, sure. That's how you make glass. Look, I'm a horror guy. I, <laughs> I know, but I'm, te- I'm telling you that yeah, that's okay, where that you. comes from. Okay, yeah, yeah um, I, I think that's fine. And I think that you know, you guys are talking about like the homages to the the Fraser one with like the face in the in the cloud and stuff. But it's like, think about this for a fucking second. It's like after '99 and they did that in the mummy how many fucking movies did that it yeah. wasn't oh, yeah, it, you yeah, know yeah. what i mean it was it, it just became kind of like yeah a staple for that type of movie i didn't mind so, that i'm just talking about it's just I, I i've seen tom cruise outrun an explosion so i don't need to see him do that anymore you gotta i know but that's not we're talking about 
this as a mummy movie. We're not right. talking about this as a Tom Cruise movie. Right, but I, but like you're saying, he overshadows everything. I, I'm agreeing is that it's it just, it, it was so, this could have been Tom Cruise in any movie just running away from explosions. I, I completely agree. And, and, and again, I think upon uh, more viewings, it yeah. gets a little easier to digest. Right. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's less jarring that you're just like, this is just Tom Cruise and yeah. the mummy. And I appreciate that he's a dude who's avid about like actual fucking stunts. Right. Because frankly, I would rather see Tom Cruise doing actual fucking stunts than a CGI Vin Diesel. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's just true. It, like the part where he um, jumps into the bus. And stuff yeah, that like, was pretty cool. He actually jumped into the fucking front window of a goddamn bus that was coming at him. Huh. Like I've, I've I watched like all the behind the scenes okay. on this stuff, and you know, uh, you know, they actually flipped a goddamn car down a hill. Right, and it, and they felt the, the plane crash scene and the plane that, that was a well uh, directed action sequence. So, but that was already in the it was the best part of the trailer, and it's like I'd already seen that part. Yeah, they had to hook people in with something. Yeah, and that worked. Because, I thought the trailer for this yeah. movie was good. Yeah, well, yeah, there's there's some fun stuff with that too, but. Uh, you know, that scene, they actually did, like, the zero-G right. plane. Which, I mean, like, that's fucking insane. Yeah, that's, that's cool. cool. That's absolutely batshit insane. That, that scene was to... cool. That was, like, you. I was on the edge of my seat with that shit. Like, that's pretty is intense. he going to get the other parachute? Or yeah, what's, it's know? really intense. It, it was long, and it was, yeah. It was and, and I will say, like, and that part where he's just sitting against the edge of the, the, the plane door, breathing heavily yeah. as it's spinning out and getting closer and closer to the ground. Like, that induces a great deal of anxiety. Yeah, totally. hell yeah. I thought that was the best scene in the movie. And I, I, you know, one of the big things that I really wish that this movie had was I, I really wish that they went a little slower with her uh, getting up to full speed. I think that that would have... Yeah, she's pretty up and at him. Yeah, well, like, yeah. you know, I wish there was, like, a little bit more of her being, like, a gross... Yeah, mummy. She yeah, cool that's like, like that. half the fun of like Emotep and right. like as a monster. And, wrong, and like, I'm not really gonna yeah. complain about it. Yeah, yeah, because as we discussed, I said that this movie is like the embodiment of the internet meme. I have the weirdest bone. <laughs> yeah, we gotta make her hot faster. I do get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We definitely do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but I loved her. I loved her minions. I thought that was great. Very life force. They a lot from like the very American world from London with the his buddy. Is exactly that. Yes, and, totally. I, and honestly, that was exactly weird. that. That was weird. I, I was with really, way less charm. <laughs> I was I was really yeah, off put by that. Funny. Yeah, I was I was really off put by that at first, but then I started thinking. I'm like, well, he's cursed, and then he yeah. says that he's a, he's like, I'm cursed, you're cursed. Yeah, and this is what kind of it's kind of like the language of being cursed, which means that if they were going to do a werewolf movie, they could potentially bring that back. And yeah. it's it's sort of like in this case, it was like sort of a devil's advocate, um, following him around. Right, kind of, he, he didn't seem to, see, but he didn't serve the plot. It's like in American Werewolf in London, when his friend kept coming back, he was legitimately warning him. He's beware of the moon, David. You're gonna kill people unless you kill yeah. yourself. He had an urgent message. I feel like this guy just shows up and makes jokes. Well, like, actually, yeah. well, let, when was the last time you watched American Werewolf in London? Because he shows up and makes jokes. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah it's I, funny. I, I, it's funny. I, I know, but he has a but he has a message. But it's it's better. It's better. Yeah. It's 100 percent better. I'm yeah. not. I'm not. Not even. It's. Yeah. It's. You can't even compare it. Yeah. But I'm saying that it's. It, it it's such a piece. It, it again, like I said, sixty percent cruise scenes would well, be would be ideal. Um, I the love story is very distracting. It's, it's so stupid, so dumb. He, especially for what the ending is. I think the ending is such a mess. Yes, like because he. Yeah. 
he loves her. Okay, so so he. Okay, <laughs> when did so, he start loving? Uh, so these people barely know each other. Uh, she right. dies, right? But she's like, "You're a good guy, all right." But so the the plot is that like if he gets stabbed by this dagger, he's going to become the embodiment of evil, right? So his plan. <laughs> Is like I'm gonna stab myself with this, but I know I'm a good guy, so I'll probably overcome this, right. and then I'll bring my dearly beloved back to life and like, like back to life and kill this mummy, and that's just what happens. He just stabs himself, and he's like, "Yep." But at the same time, I, I like, got I, it. I wonder yeah. if, if a lot of it was and, that he didn't have any real reason to try anymore. So she's dead, and he's face to face with this mummy, who's just gonna fucking kill him. Or, yeah. do, or do this anyways. I mean, I would and do the, the same the, thing, the, too. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to be a god. Well, the only uh, the only real option he had was to do that and maybe fight her if he, you know, if he can control it. Or she's going to do it anyways, and it's going to happen. It's just so weird. It just seems so shooed in that, it, that it's like I, this is a I, thing I, that he I, can I control. I, I'm not going to argue. Like, that. they never, like, it's, explain that, like, well, if he's, uh, if he's good enough with the power of good, he yeah. can fight the god set and not become a demon. And then, like, we'll kill her. And the end, it's like, oh, Jake Johnson's like, hey, thanks for bringing me back to life, by the way. That, like, that let's was, go on adventures. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, like, yeah that was, it, 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 it's even, even uh, upon yeah. later viewings, that particular moment is like, like fuck, man like what the fuck but you know i i really think that at the same time it's like he's off on his own fucking thing so let's just fucking move on yeah you know what i mean and and <sighs> do you think this movie would have been better served to take place in the middle east or egypt instead of england i no. feel really no. i i think it would have served more tonally like to <laughs> to to i think it would have felt better it's, well it would have felt more traditional but sure, same, but at the same time, I get like, they're trying to do something different, but like, it, well, no, but at the same, it's like they would have ended up, like, I mean, where the fuck do artifacts end up, the U.S. or or yeah. England? Sure. <laughs> so I mean, like, it's it's fine in that sense, but also at the same time, it's like I liked, like I said, I liked the the the, the Crusade Knights storyline, and where did they go? They went to fucking England. So she is on a path to England, mm-hmm. regardless of what the fuck else is going on in England. Which at the same time. What the fuck else is going on in England? Got fucking Doctor Jekyll. Oh, man. Kurt, yeah, uh, so Russell Crowe was actually cool in this movie. I wish, I wish uh, Hyde was different. I, but <laughs> yeah, well, like yeah. my my biggest complaint about Hyde is the the CGI makeup. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. I want him to get kind of jacked up. You know, like well, I want a little, little bit. Not, he just yeah, he gets I like CGI face. He I like I like I, I like jacked up Hyde. You know, you know, yeah. I, I would have liked a little bit a more Mongoloid, of, a, of, a, of a of a transformation. I yeah. really did dig um, how his accent changed. Yeah, yeah, I so, thought yeah. that was great. You know, like he, you know, he goes from a very proper English accent to a like Cockney accent, like fucking yeah. Like, oh, Eddie Hyde, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know Eddie Hyde, yeah. you know, and it's and, right. Yeah, that it, was cool. I my biggest argument about that one is like you got this entire organization that is wrangling evil. Right. So you're gonna put a dude who is already Happy compromised <laughs> yeah. in charge of this shit. Yeah. yeah like yeah. that seems like a really bad idea. But at the same time, that's 
whatever. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> th- that whole part to me, that that's a big issue that I have with this movie. And g- just tying it back to the beginning of the conversation, I mean, it, it was they spent too much time with this clunky dialogue where they were trying to make tie this into a, a, a bigger universe. I think the script is really and, bad. <laughs> and the fact that that the that now that we know with hindsight that the dark universe is more or less kind of canned, it almost makes that scene so pointless. You know what I mean? Where oh, people, I, I mean, I that mean, was a part of their plan, absolutely. so, like, it's not I know, necessarily I know, but, fair. But, but, man, you know, it's just, like, well, with, with like, the Mar- with the MCU, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like, I enjoy it, and I enjoy the overall arc, so when there's other parts of, like, exposition that moves the overall arc forward, even if it takes us out of the movie we're watching, I'm cool with that, because I'm invested in this story. We're not invested in any kind of shared universe yet, so to take, like, 15 minutes to try and include the fact that, like, there's gonna be other monsters and stuff like that, Man, it just yeah, it felt like it was just kind of pulling one over on the audience and just kind of using us to like ma- to to make this expanded universe and it just felt cheap and it, and it, shitty to me. It always feels cheap and shitty to me. Um, I hate it when the when all movies are fucking doing this now, where it's yeah. like everything is a setup for the fucking sequel. Yeah, it sucks. And, and it really it's, it's took me out of this. If movie. you can't fucking tell the story in one fucking movie, right. Then you shouldn't be fucking making a movie. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, That's how but, I felt. Yeah. Which is a big argument against Zack Snyder. Uh, but right. yeah, well, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you can't use an entire two-hour movie to set up for other stuff, right? But which is what Batman: Dawn of Justice was. It was a big trailer for Justice League, and that's one of the reasons why I hate it so much. Yeah. And this was only granted; it was a, a part of it. But I, it, I, it didn't I will feel say like this. it had any place. I, I don't feel like I, I don't feel like that shit is completely out of place. I feel as though they sort of took the place of. The Magi in uh, in the ninety nine mummy. Okay, because you do you have this organization that specifically has been guarding evil. You know what I mean. So in this case, yeah. it's it's a modernization of that. But I think that um, it's it's done wrong, and yeah. it, it's and it's not for reason. Like I think Russell Crowe was actually a fine choice for Jekyll and Hyde. Mm-hmm. I mean like that dude ha- is a Jekyll and Hyde himself. Pretty sure he's bipolar anyway. Yeah, so that yeah exactly. Fighting around the world. Yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting around the world. Um, and I think that he, he was fine. I Again I just I have to stress that like the biggest issue with this movie is the amount of Tom Cruise. And it's only because he is too known. Mm-hmm. As we were talking about with uh, the 99 Mummy, it's like you, the only big name at the time was Brendan Fraser. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was kind of like they had been in stuff, but like they weren't big name stars. They weren't yeah. the, they weren't the main characters. And immediately having Tom Cruise dead center on that fucking mummy poster is set off a whole group of people. Yeah. And I, I will say again, like I feel like this movie didn't get a fighting chance. But do you really think it would have been better if they had some un like no name yes, kind of guy? Absolutely. I, yeah. I think I think there are a lot of like dumb like tiny little things in this in, like the script that like set me off too for no reason. Like it was like little things like she's like talking to him and uh, and she's like, "Oh, uh, hieroglyphics? You mean sarcophagus?" And oh, he's like, I "He's like, uh, yeah. I don't need your archaeological jargon. Like everyone knows what that is. I'm, I'm gonna... Like you deal in antiquities. Like I what the fuck? Every, like everything he said, she had some. She's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's oh, like it's this? supposed to be this funny thing. That was it's, awful. That was yeah. But again, that was, like, so many little things I are just feel, like off. I feel yeah. like, like a lot of that was Tom Cruise influenced, and I feel like a mm. lot of it was how he wanted to be portrayed." And I think a lot of it had to do with how, like, because I don't think that 
if this was um, another man his age, that they would have had them be love interests. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Oh God, and I hate I, that, Tom. I mean, you can't. The, yeah, just the, he the needs, whole love story was it's super so forced. He needs and to weird be creepy. Yeah. I, I think you need to use Tom Cruise as just like full asshole. Like he wants to do mm-hmm. good, but he's fully like kind of an asshole instead yeah. of like this kind of like. <laughs> like this, I'm like actually a wimp. I'm actually yeah. Good. Like I don't know. This is like they tried to like lay on this charm overlay on him, and then it, yeah, it just was so gross. Like, I I bought him. Like I mean, I I try. I'm trying really. Like I I got to look at this a, a little bit more objectively uh, because I I want to see more fucking movies. Like I just want. I want. I want more monster movies. Yeah. I I I don't really. I'm not going to be uh, overly critical of somebody who's at least giving it a fucking shot. And um, and I really, really do. I fucking enjoy this movie. Like, I, I it's not... It's, it, it wasn't unenjoyable to watch by any no, means. It, it went by quick, and at the end, I, at no, the end, I was I like, that's it, how it no. ends. That's stupid. But this movie, and yeah, it, I was like, I could have kept watching it. Yeah, Whereas, like, it, the original it, Mummy bored me. You know, I was not bored. Um, I, I, I laughed. All right, before we start to close out, I do have a couple of comments. Uh, I'm sure one th- one <laughs> thing, th- these don't really matter, but... Uh, Brendan's ca- Corner. Cam- yeah, Brendan's Corner over here. Uh, camel spiders, don't worry, they're not poisonous. They're spiders, <laughs> they are poisonous. They cursed you. <laughs> Looked up on the internet, they will like rot parts of your hand, and it like, bit them in the neck. Like right. They're totally poisonous. Like, you should worry about them. Biting him, they're giant spiders, and they and will. And him, sh- his shooting them made them really all hurt run away. you. Yeah, they really hurt you. I thought it was a dumb thing. They're not even. There's camel spiders. They're not poisonous. Like all this right. is just wrong. Uh, also, uh, the tomb in uh, Haram. Okay, Haram, mm-hmm. uh, which means they said means forbidden knowledge. Um, the gorilla Haram Bay. Yes. Uh, all right. He uh, wanted to uh, know the forbidden knowledge of what. Uh, child flesh tastes like. Mm. Uh, Great he wanted to kill a baby, much like our main villain. Mm. I think there's some hard Harambe uh, references. Going I also on thought of Harambe a lot every in, time they said Harambe. In this, I think it was kind of an homage to Harambe as her as a villain. Yeah. You know, Can so I think it's it's pretty second, cool because that was yeah. pretty fucking. Cool. The tomb was cool. I liked the tomb. I, I liked the chains going H- into the water. How are chains holding it down? Like they're not supposed well, to raise him up. It, the chains are holding it down. And like while it's like I, in I, a I, I, I pool, have, I'm like, I, what I, is I, the logic there? I have tried to figure that one out. <laughs> um, I, 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 as far as I can figure, yeah. it has to do with them being uh, Sam's in like the garage the, the, with like chains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like doing. What are science. you doing? Okay. God damn it! I'm so close. I'm close. Yeah. I almost got it. <laughs> Also, who's to say that the one that he <laughs> breaks is not the one at the bottom of it holding it down? Hey, oh, but, hey, ooh, hold on, all right. You know what I'm saying? Because there yeah. were weights. True, you know? yeah, all right. Um, but, anyways, uh, the I, I think as far as what she was, what they were implying was, uh, because they were like a special type of chain. They were like a okay. You know what I mean? Like to they, keep, more like keeping. She where she really should have said there to keep it. Uh, like contained is yes. what would have been more yes. appropriate yes. to say, and, uh, but, but but regardless, yeah, I, I mean, I loved the 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 many statues of Anubis all circling, um, uh, looking inward. I like that to as well. Keep her that in. was cool. cool. Yeah, um, um, that for for some reasons, this other line bothered me too. Like the guy 
uh, the colonel. He reminds me of the colonel from Aliens, assholes and elbows, like that yeah. guy. Like I, uh, he's like he says something like, "You guys going down there stealing antiquities?" Like <laughs> I'm like I don't I just feel like he wouldn't say that. Like you only say, you only wrote antiquities in the script because Tom Cruise said it earlier. Yeah. She was writing it again for this guy to say. Uh, it was just like. Wait, can we talk about that real quick? Wait. Uh, so, so hey. Tom Cruise, he, he is somebody who takes, he steals things, but he he calls him a protector of antiquities or whatever. But Liberator. Couldn't he find something? So his cover up is like being a military, like a soldier. Like, couldn't he find well, like a actually, safer way to go about like collecting well, these? It's things? a side game. But side the same, game. Well, no. What, what, is like a, I I didn't realize yeah. it until today, and I was I was because I was watching it, and I was I was listening a little bit more to that kind of stuff, and um, what they were saying was that he's one step ahead of them. And he's, yeah, and he's right. taking out the stuff. And then when they come in, because their whole thing is that they're destroying the past. They are destroying the statues. Who, who's who's the, 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 the enemy that they yeah. refer to? Yeah, yeah. The, like, like, the, like the militant, uh, like ISIS and shit. Like okay. they, they, they destroy statues. Like they deface statues uh, okay. from the past yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And that's actually like the first scene uh, when you get to modern day Iraq is them destroying the statues. Mm-hmm. And so he's staying one step ahead of them so nobody okay. notices that it's gone. Yeah, I think it's a cool... Oh, that, okay, I think it's a cool metaphor for like the Iraq wars. Like they're shooting the statues destroying their own culture and then we come in with a Predator drone and unlock all their super cool stuff and right. save it. <laughs> you know, just like we're doing... We're just saving Iraq, you know what I mean? Liberating, we're liber- we're liberators. Yeah, you know. Of, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, um, there's some there's some of, dark uh, allegories antiquities that you just, that you just or, drew up or culture. You, you know what you I mean? Just drew, drew up the, probably just, the deepest thing anybody uh, has thought about this movie. I think. It's just some, it's just America, baby. You know, it's all yeah, about America. But anyway, so like I thought that That's was impressive. actually that was actually a relatively good plot point as to like what the fuck he was doing i like that more now i just thought he was just a soldier who's fighting and when he's not no, shooting he's, he's, he's like dusting off he's supposed to be he's supposed to be a scout yeah okay, okay um but instead of doing his job he's stealing all these and like these these ancient artifacts and selling them on the black market right um but because they're coming in and destroying everything nobody's noticing that he's taking them but they're not going in finding these like ancient egyptian tombs and destroying them like he's just trying to find them well, he wasn't. Why doesn't he just go out there with a the shovel? Wa- Why does he have to look up? Because he, was, AK-47? he wasn't. He wasn't. Well, he wants to. He wanted to find gold. He wants gold. Yeah, he, he wants wants money. He also wasn't specifically looking for that tomb. He's a good guy. That happened by accident, right? Well, um, he was looking for a treasure that was underneath that area, so he wanted treasure. Yeah, but they were already there. That was that. That was like the. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's really. I just thought it's just like, why, why, why is he? Uh, sometimes it takes a monster to find a monster. Isn't that just a quote from Hellboy? Or to to fight a monster. Yeah. Well, I thought that was just a, that's like just a setup for the other Dark Universe movies. And what, yeah. what do you, so what do you think the idea was? Like, it, had the Dark Universe gone through, would it, is it that the, this girl, the, the female mummy would be fighting like the bride? You know, no, I think they're saying they're saying he's a monster now. Because yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. set inside him. I think that's supposed to reference okay. him. I, I legitimately think that there was going to be some kind of, uh, I mean, there was going to be sides. But I, I, I legitimately think that it was going to be that Hyde uh, kind of lets shit loose. And then, the, oh, yeah, okay. you know what I mean? And then it was up, and then it would probably be up to, uh, not necessarily Cruz, but uh, I would say probably Dracula. Mm-hmm. Um, who is it, it? Like, if the setup in uh, Dracula Untold was anything to go by, 
you know, he's a little bit more of a kind-hearted, tortured character. Mm-hmm. I just wish if Din ended, we got to see Johnny Depp as an invisible man. So just, just watching uh, him not be on screen and just him talking. <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> just like, okay, like okay. it's great. Like he, I don't know. He still just has like, yeah. tattoos. Yeah, he's invisible. Back the tattoos glasses. are funny. Yeah, it's a scarf. It's a scarf. It's a scarf and a fedora and a, and a fedora. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and his guitar. Yeah, and, guitar and, and and his tiny goatee. Yeah. Like they all, they all still exist. I, I, like, I will. I will. Come get it right. I went. I went and saw Murder on the Orient. Oh, how was it? It was actually really. Yeah, I want to see it. I don't. I don't think I would ever have to watch it again. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, once you you got it, once you get it, it's like ah, it's fine. But it was actually it was really good. But it was really refreshing because um because Johnny Depp's in it, and he's he's who gets murdered. Oh, nice. Um, But he's like a fucking good actor. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it was like I found it really refreshing because I was like I was like you know. If memory serves me right, Johnny Depp was a good actor right. at one point. Well, before like, yeah, Tim Burton just, just put yeah. him in the closet and puts him in a different Victorian yeah. getup. Uh, fuck, fuck my wife while I wash from yeah. this closet. Yeah, well, well through the Tim lens. Burton's yeah, fetish. through the camera lens. I want to watch you. Fuck my wife. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But yeah. that definitely happened, right? We can agree that that definitely Probably. happened. Oh, my God, dude. Can't... I, the question is, did watched. it happen in a graveyard? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, for all for all his spookiness, uh, Tim Burton ain't that spooky. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That might be a little too hardcore for Tim yeah. Burton. Yeah. Not Maybe for like, a, Depp, like, like a fake uh, an, Halloween an, set up lawn. An orphanage. So why, don't we, why don't you have sex over here? Yeah, yeah. I, I like that you guys imply that there's a woman involved in this, because I'm pretty sure it's just <laughs> Tim Burton. <laughs> he makes Helena watch. Oh, he, yeah. he, yeah, he's a, to steal your word, he's a cuck, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's a cuckman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I will say, I mean, yeah, so like I watched that and I was, I, you know, I was enjoying that Johnny Depp is actually a fucking good actor. Mm. And I was like, you know what? If, if Tim Burton is fucking miles away from this Invisible Man movie, that could be, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that could yeah. Be, it could be really fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, that, he's going to try, try to get his little claws in because, that. Because, yeah. I mean, what like, if my wife is, with, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did Who he let him in? <laughs> yeah. What if we had him in a totally CGI room? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> put some swirls on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, f- is fuck. he wearing a wig? Like, it's like he... he's invisible. You just shoot in a real room and have no one there. It's like, what do you, what do you want? <laughs> I don't know. Can oh. we make him an effeminate vampire? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Um, no, but it, I was, I was legitimately looking forward. To what could have happened? Yeah, and I, I, Javier Bardem as the monster. Yeah, I love I mean, him. I mean, Who, on, who's not man. excited? I love the man. That would have yeah. been fucking great. Yeah, and I and I'm still not. I'm I'm not totally sure that they're done. Like I, I really don't think that they're totally. Well, done. so what happened? The, this director, like we said, it's the first time director, and they they um he stepped away from it after the movie. Um, I don't even know if it had been released yet, but right when Alex Kurtzman was like, I don't want to be a part of the universe anymore, and they wanted him to direct more installments. So I feel like a lot of people just walked away, and maybe they lost some of their like crew. So it's not you know yeah, there's not like definitively I, done. I'm a hundred percent sure that they probably have. At least Johnny Depp and Javier Bardem in contracts, yeah. so they're gonna have to okay. do something with it. Right. Um, whether or not it's necessarily what this was implying, and yeah. if and if anything, it and I mean, really, if the DCU is anything to uh, to to fucking look at, you know that even if you make a mistake, you can you can, you can just keep fucking going, ch- yeah. and, and, and just and and um, eventually something's gonna stick. Well, eventually something's gonna break so bad that you have to fucking yeah. fix it, and I, 
I think in the case of the mummy, I hope that they it was more of a learning experience than a just like yeah. oh well fuck we can't do this. But it's just like the track record is just so rough when you look I at uh, Dracula Untold, and I guess I Frankenstein's different, sure. So but I Frankenstein was different, and I want more horror. Was different, and those movies were just they just I think it was just the wrong time. I want I, more more yeah, horror, horror, less Transformers. Yeah, you less know, a, less action. Like, but here's the thing: it's I like, know what they're trying to do. How but the like, fuck? Can you really? I want you to really legitimately think about this. Aside from what they did in the Brendan Fraser movie, which they did in this movie, what the fuck can they do to make it more hard? Oh, I already know. Yeah. I, I know I'll ask answer. Clive Barker. Dude, I, I literally was in the 1959 The Hammer Horror. I kept thinking that like that uh, it, it inspired a lot of like Michael Myers and Jason. I saw a lot of Michael Myers and Jason in Christopher Lee's Mummy, in just this stoic, static killing machine that was just moving. I think you could just make such a cool slasher kind of mummy movie, and don't give me any backstory. Don't give me Amenhotep and all that racist. I shit. want. I kind of want. I, I, I don't. I don't want, I don't want it. I don't. Get, keep it out of there. Get, give me a fucking creepy mummy that just comes up out of a swamp and is fucking killing people. And I think that's cool. And you know what they did? They fucking made the Wolfman, and nobody fucking wanted yeah. to watch it. <laughs> right. And that's what that was. He yeah. came. I mean, it was violent kills. It was bloody. Yeah. And but it was a fucking dude who was half wolf, yeah. running around in torn clothing. Fucking howling at the moon and shit, and yeah. and nobody nobody like nobody liked it, yeah. yeah, because it wasn't spooky enough. They it, you know everybody wanted like a weird gothic thriller with that movie, but nobody actually wanted what it was. Well, because but, but now everybody's saying that, that that's what they want. It and, was and it's like it, it got cheesy, and the Anthony Hopkins when it when it turned into a CGI werewolf fight, it lost it. But the, I, I'm with you that the atmosphere and the acting and the makeup held me throughout, and then the third act. It got a little, yeah. just oh, bit of whatever. Little silly. I mean, I think I, 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 think, with you. I like. The, I think I like the, the, goth, the, the gothic for, tone of the movie is the, great. For the yeah. for the yeah. most part of that fight, it's not CG. The parts that are CG are very noticeable. Yeah, um, it's jarring, in fact. Right. But at the same time, it's like I don't have a problem with two fucking werewolves going at it. No, like, I don't either. Like, but that, it, it looked silly. Oh, I'd pay money to watch that. <laughs> I just think you could mm. do a creepier if you go more in the hammer direction. Give, give us a creepy monster mummy that stalks people, and you can have some backstory. In the Hammer Horror, it was cool that it was but, a guy but controlling the, him. Give me, give okay. me that. Yeah, but at the same time, like I, yeah, I guess if there's a guy controlling him and using him as a fucking tool, yeah, that's but, what that that was a cool concept. I it's thought a, of it's the, a fine concept, but at the same time, it's, you want these to be characters, not tools. I don't care so, if the mummy's a character well, or tool. No, but it, imagine this. This, but, the, the, this was I, I didn't care about her backstory really. I did. I, right, I, you I, like, yeah. I thought it was a great backstory. I just didn't, it didn't uh, do it for me. I mean, I want, I mean, of course, I want best for both worlds, because I'm not, like, a super huge slasher guy. I don't like the blind. I don't want, like, a shark person, you know? I want, I, I want some uh, complexity, something to attach to, but I, I don't also, need it. But I also want it to be, uh, you know, I, I want it to be more in, in the vein of not just, uh, you know, a sh- shoot them up yeah uh falling from place to place you know explosion stuff I, and I you, know. well you know what it was man there was mm-hmm. no there was no atmosphere or eeriness yeah. to this movie and that's what the original 32 version was predicated on you lost the atmosphere and the eeriness you know and it just and, and even we said like the 99 version like the the shots of egypt were so cool you didn't really get a lot of that with this this just felt like an action movie. well no i mean i like i i think you need to go back and watch at least one more time because yeah, you, no, because I, I probably I do. Th- yeah, I, th- I think you were hung up on everything that everybody else was hung up on. The, the your upon your first viewing, probably. If you went back into it with like a little bit more of like an open mind, 
there's these great scenes of her in the desert, like just beautiful fucking shots. Yeah, I remember that. There's part. also the stuff in the sewers, like when or leading up to like when she busts in and steals the fucking jewel, like. Her, like mm-hmm. when all those lights go out and then the fucking and the the soldiers are all standing there. That was waiting. creepy. That was creepy. I thought that was fucking great. Yeah. I think I think her minions were really fucking cool. I thought all of the 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 crusade knights were really cool looking. Like, I but you know what I'm saying that that atmosphericness. But I think this had it. You really? It just, yeah. There's a lot that didn't. I mean, because there's a lot of like everyday schmo kind of fucking scenes of him in a pub and him in this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and again. 60% less Tom Cruise and maybe like 40% more mummy stuff, you would have been a little bit more golden. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, and it's, it, it's just, uh, it, it's just unfortunate because I yeah, feel, I feel like, the, opportunity. I, yeah, I feel like this movie had a great deal of potential. And I think that the, the, the bones of it are really, really good. And I think that it is an entertaining movie and I would not be mad at this being the opener, mm-hmm. you know, because I think that they can only kind of go up, learn some lessons. Right. Yes, okay, and and, 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 I, and that's what I hope. Because I mean, if you even at the DCU, you know, they they started off on a really strong foot with Iron Man, yeah, Marvel, no, Marvel. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, 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 sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry. Um, the the MCU. Yeah. You know, they started off on a really strong foot. Yeah, DC definitely did not. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, with Iron Man. But they that was, like, again, kind of a perfect storm of you had Robert Downey Jr. And you had John Favreau. You had a good, you had a good storyteller. Mm. And, and an established director. Yeah, I don't, Jeff Bridges. You, you, I mean, like, it, okay. it was a very stupid decision to give make a first, put all this shit on the shoulders of a first time director. It's way too much. You're giving him too much to do. It's almost like in Force Awakens with J.J. Abrams. It's like make something that everyone likes, and especially you know? when you're putting as a, a a company in how much press you're already doing about this universe, about yeah. how much stock yeah. you're putting the, into this on to one establish person. that. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot to yeah, ask and, for. And I, 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 yeah. They definitely did put like they put the too much before the, yeah, the horse a little absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Um, when it came to announcing the dark universe yeah. and making a fucking logo. Well, how, yeah, how, yeah. How about you do that? Why don't you see what the mummy does first? Yeah. They they bit off way more they could chew with that. Yeah. yeah. And but I mean, you know, Iron Man. They very subtly brought it in. You know, they did like a post credit scene, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they're, you know, they're doing this with the Godzilla and King Kong as well. Oh yeah, and, and it was I, the same and thing. I, and I'm looking forward to and those I, too. I'm, I'm for that, and I liked Godzilla, and I liked Skull Island, and there it didn't feel like there had, they were working towards this uh, connectivity. There was just a post credit scene. And you were like, oh cool, that actually get, makes me more excited oh. for it. I thought that was an example of doing these shared universes well. Yes. And this was also a huge missed opportunity for a post credit scene. Yeah. Well, they and he literally it. they asked him why, and they literally he was just like, "Oh, it's Marvel's thing." Yeah, because they don't have anything planned. That's why. Yeah, uh, they, well, but, they didn't right. have enough. They didn't, weren't into another one. Yeah. far enough. Right. But uh, okay. And, and how do you even? Tie they didn't have any actors really signed up. And for how it. do you even do it with the bride? But that's uh, a conversation for another but, day. But but let's uh, let's do ratings here. Let's yeah, read right. them out. What do you what do you give it? What do you give her? Um, I would fall on a seven point five. Okay. Luki. Okay. I give it a five. All right, I'll give it a four. Okay. I'll give it a four. I haven't watched it again yet, so maybe I'll like it. Better. I, I would watch it again with and give it another chance, definitely, because I, I was inter- I was entertained by it. I, at, I, at the end of the day, I, I wanted more of like a just. Co- co- I wanted the movie to just like feel like a whole. 
idea of a movie. Like I said, like the tonality of it, just not having a finger on any type of like the pulse of itself. Like it, it bothered me a lot. It really you, alienated me. One of the moments like, that won me over is when uh, she's chained up in the like the headquarters, mm-hmm. and you get this very sympathetic moment with her. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I and I was like, okay, well, they're giving it something. I was rooting for the mummy to well, report yeah. by well, the well, end. Of course you are. Yeah, but and that's what you're supposed to do with monster movies. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're not. That's that. That's also the problem with it being a horror movie. Yeah, right. is that you can't have. Uh, you can't. You can't have the survivor. You know what I mean? So that's why you liked it because the, at the end of the day, the monster was good. Oh, absolutely. There you go. <laughs> I mean, like that's. I mean, that's that's why I like these types. Yeah, of movies. and I that that is and, a cool aspect of it. Yeah, and I just think that um, I I feel like everybody should give this more than one chance, and go. I, I agree. It, everyone had a prejudice against. Oh, this movie. It, it, it was dead in the water before it had a chance. It, the The second they accidentally released that trailer, without mm-hmm. the uh the proper soundtrack to it. Did you guys see that? Oh, that's so funny. No. It, it was. It, was that it, real, or was that, or was that someone editing other sound no, that over was a it? Total accident. It's so funny. They, uh, it's so they, funny. They didn't have all of the audio tracks. <laughs> Is in this it? with the Tom Cruise scream? So yeah, yes. it's like and they, they, uh, they, yeah, they're like, inserting that scream the, into the, other like clips. It's the, been a whole. The crows thing. like fly through like <laughs> <laughs> like like, and, <laughs> I gotta look yeah. Up. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay. It reminds me of those rips videos where like they take out. Is only like acapella. Yeah, they like, like Creed, redo. The Creed sucks yeah, Creed ribs, like Beach yeah, Boys yeah. rips. Like, or the rips. Right, yeah. Treads, Treads. Creed Treads. Yeah, Treads. Yeah, those are, yeah. Those are great. Yeah, it also reminded me of that. All right, I'll look that up. Cool. Yeah, I'll give it a four. Um, I don't know. I'll try it again, but. Okay. Please do. And, and so, I mean, so really, knows? Like, I think that it's one of these situations where I think that people, I think that it will find its its market. Mm-hmm. Um, It definitely, it did way better overseas. Right, yeah, I read that. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, way better right overseas and and it just it was it just didn't get a chance it didn't you know what i mean it wasn't it wasn't a fucking masterpiece by any stretch of the imagination but it's definitely something that i i implore people to to just give it a fucking chance you know what i mean give it a chance it's not easy man it's not easy to remake these universal monster movies from the 30s and and have them connect with an audience today i mean it's being proven time and time again it's not easy to do I'm still waiting for one to crack through that 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 does it for me, and it wasn't it wasn't this one, but oh, they do. Oh. I I hope that it. I, yeah, I don't want the dark universe to to be dead. I I think they deserve another chance without a doubt. And here's so the other to. other way that they can really just kind of like get a better foothold right. is that if they do the bride, they can't fucking make it take place in 2018. Yeah, they have no. to do, they have to do a period yeah, piece. Yeah, have to. So. Yeah. I mean, bottom line, and and I, I hope that they do. I want them to do like a period Jekyll piece. I want them, to, and I, yeah. I, you know, an Invisible Man. That's I, why the I, Wolfman felt better than the other ones. I because yes. and it yeah. took place in like the 1800s, way before yeah. the original Wolfman took place. Yeah, which was so, cool. So they even like so the, the the 2010 Wolfman they actually even pushed back even further. Right. And um, you know, I mean, the 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 1930s uh, Wolfman is. Is is sort of like a weird like you can't really get a fucking read on when the fuck this is supposed to take place because everybody's just wearing suits. Yeah, yeah. So you don't know when the fuck this is supposed to be, but um, but you know the the Benicio del Toro uh, Wolfman is very very distinct in where it is, and it's also mm-hmm. and they also I love that they kind of coincide it with uh with with the um, Jack the Ripper murders. 
Yes, yeah. I like that too. Um, but my hope and 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 desire for for the dark universe is that they they kind of take a step back, they assess what didn't work, mm-hmm. assess like and look at what does work, and I hope that they really like go into this with a little bit more care and a little bit more love. Yeah, because practical effects is always going to win. If you if you can step up to this and make it a a fucking love letter to practical effects like J.J. Abrams did with The Force Awakens, yep. then you already are on a better foothold. Yeah, and watch what happens after Jurassic World Two: cool. The Fallen Kingdom comes out. It's gonna have way more practical effects. Oh yeah, and people and it's gonna do awesome. I really think that. Oh and yeah, I, I think and, we're already starting to see a resurgence of practical effects. Yeah. if they can implement that here, it will help. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, uh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner, uh, t- uh, the new Blade Runner did miniatures for mm, all the it's cities. Awesome. It's it's fucking insane. Oh, cool. Um, but they, you know, there's a lot of new techniques now too, so it's it's it works really well. Um, but you you know, with with these, I'm hoping that they'll be like, okay, well, why don't we just do a period piece? And 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 I kind of feel like, I I feel like this is what uh, the DCU did to kind of get a better foothold, uh, which is that they did. You know, they had the issues with fucking Batman versus Superman. So they step back and they're like, okay, well, right. we're going to make Wonder Woman take place in, you know, World War One. Right. And, um, and I think that gave them like a kind of like a new yeah. foothold. And I think it worked. Take it out of our dumb modern time frame. Yeah. And, and I think that, I think that the Invisible Man could work really well, um, in, in, in modern times. I don't think the bride can. Yeah. So yeah, it's um, it you get into like weird sci-fi, you know, bullshit like cryogenics and you know, God only knows what they would come up with. Yeah. But you can't do just like a dude in a room with some fucking lightning. You know what I mean? Like that, it, it, you can't do that. Right. Um. So I hope that they step back. They do a period piece, one or two maybe, and then they start trying to like incorporate that into like some more modern settings. Yeah. And and I think that they could pull this out you know of the fire and and i think that i think there is potential yep. i say remake the 99 one shot for shot with chris pratt hell yeah uh all right so let's wrap <laughs> up uh yeah thank you very much for being on here uh yeah sam, thanks for being on uh, check out sam's clothing at monsters dot com yep. uh be sure to check out the reddit uh save brendan fraser we can do it <laughs> together it has over twenty five thousand members yeah. of the subreddit <clears throat> We can do it if we bend together. And uh, be sure to check out, uh, in 2020, uh, Fan of the op- Opera starring Zac Efron in the new, uh, hopefully preceded, Dark Universe. <laughs> yeah. Um, nice. Uh, but yeah. yeah. All right. Have a good cool. night. Yeah, any, and just for a plug, last thing, um, I'd recommend anyone out there go see the new Pixar movie, Coco. It is the coolest movie about skeletons I've ever seen. And we talk about Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to check it out. It's it, amazing, sure. especially something great to take your daughter to. Pixar movie. Pulls yeah, but I liked Book of the Book of Life. I, I I did too, but this is way better. No. Yes, it pulls at all the heartstrings, and it's visually amazing. Go see it in 3D. It's amazing. It's definitely my favorite animated movie of the year. See Coco, and also see Hunchback of Notre Dame with um, uh, let's say Channing Tatum. Uh, sure. In 2022. Oh, I, I would love out. to see. I would yeah. see that. Yeah. Cool. I would see that. All right. Uh, have a good night. Stay spooky. Good Bye. Night,
jump to the right.